Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. It's the decider. Game three, Suncorp Stadium tonight. This is SENQ's State of Origin Countdown, live from Gambaros on 693 SENQ. Yeah, hello and uh, welcome to it. It is The Decider, State of Origin number three, coming to you live, 8.10, I think it is, tonight at Suncorp Stapes. Never on time, anyway. <laughs> uh, joining us at Gambaro's this afternoon here in Caxton Street, Scotty Sattler. How are you, mate? You nervous? How do you feel at this time of the day on Origin Day? I'm always nervous. Um, even during those periods when Queensland was so dominant, Woogie, that uh, I was always still very, very nervous around... Uh, how the game was going to play out. So um, I'm equally nervous tonight, probably because of the way that New South Wales decimated Queensland in Game 2 in Perth. And being there live and seeing it, and seeing it all unfold in front of me, it, it, you know, I'm, I'm really nervous about tonight, uh, probably more so that when you're missing such a great player like Cameron Munster and how unpredictable he is and how much of a, a huge influence he has on any game, not having him there... Um, is is going to be difficult as a as we see the first of our hecklers drive past here on Caxton Street, flying their blues beanies <laughs> out there. And... <laughs> uh, mate, I uh, it's the first time I've actually not worn my blues jumper on Good. Caxton Street because normally you just get through it in about two minutes. Yep. I'm here for three hours today sitting yeah. next to you, so I'm not doing it. Mm. I don't want to be killed. <laughs> I want to make it to three o'clock and the game tonight. Actually, um, we've got a big show coming up. I'm going to catch up with uh, a lot of your mate. Tatey, Tate of Origin. Tate of Origin. Well, he said, I said, are you right to talk to us at 1.30 today? So I dropped your name in it, and he came back and said, possibly. Mm. That's his answer. And our very first guest will probably, he can concur with us that Brent Tate will only be loyal to the people who are willing to pay him. Haven't we paid him yet? We haven't He's paid on him the yet. books here at SEN. Apparently. Well, so, we, no, we look after him. Uh, Nick Davis. Now, former Collingwood and Swans players. Nick Davis, join. he will save us. Yeah. Now, he obviously does a lot of work with the Roosters. Yes. Is there, I think he's their kicking or catching coach. Both. Is he both? Right, yeah. There you go. That's, that's, uh, it's usually what happens in AFL. You kick and you catch. He's so. got, got all of it. Eh? Mm. Well, he's not handball. But he's a mad rugby league fan. He loves it. And I want to talk to him about how envious he is that that State of Origin is no longer in the AFL. Yeah, well, he's staying at a mate of ours house mm. who's packed his family off to Ireland. Yep. So they're having like a weekend at Tristo's. So they call it a bender. They, that's what they call <laughs> the, the kids, kids call it a bender. bender. Right, yeah. Nick Davis will join us. He's actually up here for Origin. Uh, heap of other people. Pete Bedell will give us the latest news from the Origin camp. And Michelle Bishop will give us the latest news from the Blues camp. They uh, managed to go unscathed walking through Brisbane this morning at 10.30, the Blues. That's un-Queensland-like. I would expect them to be harassed, heckled, spat on, 
stuff thrown at them. Yeah. And when they're crossing the road, at least two of them taken out <laughs> by a vehicle. Uh, that's Caxton Street. Not yeah. every street in Brisbane is like Caxton Street. Uh, and the man who is, what number? Fog number 130. Played 24 Origin games for the Maroons. Made his debut in 2002, year before you played your one game in Origin. Is yes. that right, Sats? Um, he's joining us now. We're going to talk a bit of Origin, but we're also going to talk a bit of boxing as well. Justin Hodges joining us uh, on the line now. G'day, Hodjo. G'day, boys. How are you? Yes, I also have been listening to you about Tady. If you haven't played him, good luck getting him on. <laughs> well, I think I think that uh, I think that invoice is sitting in the finance department at SC, and we might have to send him a text, IJ, to get it uh, to get it all sorted. Now, you you have locked in a sorted. fight. Yeah, we better uh, b- before one thirty, possibly. Uh, you've locked in a fight July twenty at the Hood and Pavilion. We'll get to that in a moment, and that could be a nice yep. sort of warm up for you if you do take on uh, Paul Gallen. Origin. 12 o'clock on the day of origin. Take us back to your playing days. Were you nervous or did you did you get nervous before origin, Hodjo? Uh, yeah, look, some games I did, some games I didn't. Um, it's just one of those weird feelings. I think uh, for me, I was just sort of, um, I never really thought about it too much. I was sort of you know, buzzing around, catching up with family or just hanging around the lads and just trying to try not to think about it too much. You know, this is a time where, uh, you'll come down, you'll have lunch, you know, with the boys and just try and have a bit of fun and you'll probably go back to your room and have a, put a movie on and try and have a bit of a rest. But, um, yeah, for me, it was just trying to stay busy and, um, you know, try not to think about the game too much. Hodjo, is that the secret, keeping yourself busy? Because it's a long day with a kickoff at around anywhere from 8 to 8.20. Is that the secret, just keeping yourself busy? Yeah, for me, it was that, um, you know, I... Probably had games in the past, and even when I played NRL, where I probably sat around, I was thinking about it too much, or thinking about the outcome, and you know, especially in big games, you want to win, and you, know, you probably visualise yourself doing certain things, and then you know, get to game day, and things don't happen that way, the way you've been thinking about it all day. So I sort of try to um, you know, convince myself at a, at a younger age just to try and stay busy, and you know, the more that I stayed busy, and the more that I kept my mind away from football. I could just get to the field, put my boots on, cross the white line and get out there and just play. And, you know, that's the way I try to take each game and each origin because, as you know, it's you know, an even bigger one at the cider at home. You know, the pressure's just unbelievable. So I think the more you can stay relaxed, the better. Immense intensity, any origin game. And you, you talk about a decider being a little bit different. And I'm thinking that the training is completely different heading into the decider with so much at stake. And you talk about the pressure, Hodjo. So how much does that pressure play a part on... And a two-fold question here. Tommy Dearden and Tom yep. Gilbert. And then you've got Jacob Saifidi for New South Wales, who's coming and playing his first game in a decider at Suncorp. So firstly with Jacob, how do you think it'll affect him? And then Tommy Dearden and Tommy Gilbert. Yeah, I think uh, obviously with New South Wales, I probably don't want to touch on him too much because I don't care. Hopefully he has yep. a bad game. But <laughs> uh, look, for him, I think he's just got to try and approach it uh, as... As, as he has been for Newcastle and the way that he's been playing. He's been playing spectacular and that's the reason why he's put there because Freddie's backed him to do the job. So he's just got to try and go out there and, and try and get his mind right. And at the end of the day, mate, as you know, you know it, it's it's a hell of a lot faster and it's a hell of a lot of emotions. You know, you've got 52,500 Queenslanders screaming at you, swearing at you. So he's got to try and overcome that and try and overcome his nerves by sitting on the bench for so long as well. So that's going to be a massive factor for him. 
And on the flip side, obviously, with the Queensland boys, I think with Tommy Deaton, he's just got to go out and do his job, which he's been doing for Cowboys. I think he can't overplay his hand. You know, he's got the likes of DCE there, obviously, Carlin Ponga, yeah, Harry Grant, and Benny, Benny Hunt, who can, you know, microstrate everything where he can just go out there and just try and run, you know, try and create little opportunities for himself and people around him. I think that's probably... He probably needs to get his head out and he doesn't have to come up with any miracle plays. And if he does, well, um, unbelievable. But he's just got to try and do try, try and do the little things right. And I'll tell you what, he's a good defender as well. Now, Joey Johns last Sunday, Hodjo, he, he, he gave yep. a really good insight into what it's like for a New South Wales a decider at Suncorp Stadium. He said, it's the first time in my career and it's the only time in my career that I ever felt the crowd and the noise of the crowd slap you physically in the face. Now, give me give an insight from a Queenslander. And Dane Gagai touched on it throughout the week. He was getting goosebumps talking about it. If you start taking your back, yep. yourself back, Hodjo, when you're running out on Suncorp Stadium with, with those 50-odd thousand Queenslanders, what was it like? Did, did you just feel like you were walking on a cloud? You got me goosebumps. That's just as you said that, even behind my neck. Um, yeah, look, it is, mate. Um, I, I remember, like, you know, those moments before kickoff. Um, everything's just so quiet in the dressing room and you know, the coach has finished talking, now the captain's having his say and everyone's getting ready to run out and as soon as the doors open, it's just like this electric smoke or something that sort of hits through that tunnel and as soon as you run out, like the goosebumps you get, the feeling that you get, it's like, you know, it's like it's honestly like you're uh, bulletproof, mate, like you could just run through anything and that stays with you the whole game, just through that, just through the roar and the emotions and seeing all the Maroon fans, you know, that's just Something that, yeah, as as an ex-player, that's something that you miss. Yeah, you miss that excitement of running out at Suncorp Stadium, mate. And that that first time you run on that field, it's just electric, and you feel it, and it just you, and you obviously grow from it. Talk about hair standing up on the back of your neck, boys. Um, Benny Davis earlier this morning spoke to Choppy Close and talked about that first origin where where Bigardi put on the jersey and he put out this resin from this stocking put it all over his hands and he's just beating his chest like he's King Kong. He said, there's dust everywhere. He goes, this is not a footy game. This is a war. He goes, we're going out to a war. And, and it was. It was absolutely incredible. Was there anyone in your playing days, Hodjo, that you turned to and that you just they just fire up the entire team before you ran out onto the field? You're talking to him. It was Hodjo. 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 I've spoken to players. He said, Hodjo was the guy that before we went out, you could just see he nearly had tears in his eyes. It meant so much to him, and everyone, everyone felt like they, they grew another two or three inches because of the way Hodjo was in the dressing sheds. Did you like to play that role, Hodjo, that, that guy that, that was trying to be as vocal as possible? Yeah, 100%. I think um, yeah, that's when I obviously played my best footy, and I tried to, you know, during the week I wasn't saying much in meetings and I wasn't saying much in that, but, you know, just before we ran out, that was my moment to try and lift the boys because it obviously lifted me and it meant so much and I just hated them. I just wanted to bash them and get in front of their face and take every opportunity. And, then, and, that's, and that's the thing. Like, as an outside back, my job was to kick chase and every time whoever that winger or centre or fullback picked the ball up, we just wanted to hurt him and put him into the ground and let him know that, yeah, we're going to come back again and this is going to keep happening all game. And, that's something that I took personally, like myself and GI, and GI did the same thing on his side, is that, you know, we made sure every time we kicked chase, whoever picked that ball up, they were going to feel us for the whole 80 minutes. There was never going to be an opportunity for them to, not to feel us, you know what I mean? So, mate, I, I love that part, you know, that physicality and that intimidation stuff, that's what I really enjoyed. 
Uh, Fog 130, uh, Justin Hodges joining us right now as we count down to Origin, live from Gambaro's. Jason Matthews and Scotty Sattler here. Uh, Hodjo, are you glad you're not uh, playing tonight under those Burton bombs? <laughs> yeah, look, I tell you what, I've, I've always got a saying, mate, if in doubt, let it bounce. And that's the way I used to play when I played fullback. I wasn't, I wasn't very comfortable under the high ball, so, uh, <laughs> mate, he's got a hell of a boot on him, but... Um, look, at the end of the day, that's origin. If that's what you've got to do, you've got to put yourself in front and catch a ball, then that's what you've got to do. But, yeah, I'm much happier, mate, sitting back, having a beer, watching it. Now, State of Origin theme, Hodjo, with boxing as well. You've got an upcoming fight, which is July 20, Horton yep. Pavilion. Uh, it's on the undercard to the Zoo vs. Horn 2.0 fight, and you're fighting a, uh, a gentleman by the name of Jordan Simi, and it's his an debut. Influencer. An he's influencer. A, not just a gentleman, mate. Yeah, he's an influencer. Yeah, and but this is this is talking about the state of origin theme. This is a this would be a good prep and good um, a good tune up for a fight against Paul Gallon potentially. So, in saying that, I'll, I'll talk to you first about boxing, which you had a recent fight, yep. and a victory over Benny Hannett, your former premiership yep. winning teammate. Is he? Is what do you love about the sport, boxing? Mate, it's just uh, like I said just before. We'd like that uh, you know uh, physicality and. That competition, you know, we're obviously not long, lot, not uh, young enough to go there and lace the boots up and all that. And uh, look, it's something that I've always loved, mate, as a young kid, you know, watching with dad. And, you know, we're obviously, you know, I've had a lot of injuries through my footy career. So, you know, boxing was something I took up and I actually love the sport and love that, love getting in there and getting punched and punching people where you could, um, and like this, just that high you get too. You know, you know what it's like, mate, when you win a grand final, you win a state of origin feeling that feeling that you get. Um, it's just you, you, you can never you can never replace it, and then obviously when you're retired, you can't get that feel unless you try and get into something. And that's why I really enjoyed boxing because you know there's not much not much pressure on on, on the old knees, and um, you know and something I like to do. I like to you know, I like to get in and throw hands, and something I enjoy. Now, Paul Gallon, um, you called him out after the the victory against Benny Hannett, and this is where the state of origin yep. theme comes on. Uh, is is that being confirmed? Yeah, so, well, I've got to get through this one, and um, I think it's probably locked in for September. So, for me, I think, you know, sitting around for another two or three months without a fight probably not ideal for me, so that's why I backed mm. up so quickly to take this fight on, and apparently this bloke's been um, you know, calling me out on Instagram. I don't have that type of stuff, social media, so <laughs> I've got no idea. So, he probably thinks it's a bit of a game for him the way to get famous, but, you know, he's going to realise that, you know, this is serious for me, and, you know, what's next for me is a, is a big opportunity to fight Gal, and... Um, so I'm going to go down there and try and hurt him as quickly as I can and um, get him out. Well, you know, watching watching back on your Ben Hannett fight yourself and then plenty of footage on Paul Gallen. We, we've you know, access to plenty of his fights. Where do you think you could get him? Uh, well, I've got, to get, I've got to get fitter. I think that's probably the big thing. Obviously, we'll go more rounds, so I've got to try and get as fit as I possibly can. But I just think with my power, I'd get him, I think, in terms of uh, work rate and stuff, obviously he, he'll have that in the bank, but I just don't think he's got the power that he used to have. Obviously, we all get old and we lose certain things, but at the moment, my power's really good. So, mate, hopefully... Um, and Gell really suits my style. He's a, you know, a little bit small. He likes to walk forward, and hopefully I can just land one big run on that on that big head of his. You won't miss it. You won't miss it. Now, I'm looking at Jordan <laughs> yeah, now know. on Instagram. Mm. Hodjo, if you don't beat him, I'll never talk to you ever yeah, again. yeah. <laughs> Seriously, you've got this chance. Put it this way. Put it this way. I won't. I won't. I won't talk to myself ever again. 
<laughs> he, lo- he loves a mirror selfie. Yeah. He, you you got to do a couple yeah. of those. He li- thinks he's M&M. Well, that's, mm. well, that's he's wearing a hoodie a in the middle of they summer. What, 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 what a jerk. <laughs> but, but built the crap out of him for all of those crappy influences on Instagram. Yep. And I want you to go through them one by one. So mm. knock him out, yep. fight Gallon, and then take on every single influencer yep. on, on Instagram. <laughs> Can you do that for Australia, Hodjo? <laughs> I'll do my best, mate. I'll knock this bum out first, and then I'll get to go. <laughs> Rightio, nice. mate. Look forward to it. Uh, you're fighting him over four rounds at Sydney's Horton Pavilion on Wednesday, July 20. And by the way, uh, I've heard if Queensland wins tonight, your fight against Gow will be in Queensland. And if New South Wales yes. wins, the fight's going to be uh, in New South Wales. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So he said, if Queensland win, I'll come up and, and punch the crap out of me up here in Two Head City. So <laughs> I hope the boys put in the night winning that I can punch the crap out of him for every Queenslander. Good stuff. There's Love. a lot of violence going on today, Love. isn't there? Listen, I think also the other thing is there a chance hey, we can move boys. that Jordan... Origin. I know, we're getting in the, in the mood. But maybe that Jordan Simi fight, Sats and Hodjo, the YouTuber and in, yep. uh, Instagram influencer, why don't you just play it at the car park of a... Find him at the car park of a hospital. That way they don't have far to wheel him into emergency. Good idea. Yeah, can we do that? Bare knuckle. Yes. That's, a good, that's a good idea. We'll have, we might just have a couple of rum and cokes and we'll get into it. <laughs> well, that's what they do in Cairns, don't they, Hodjo? Absolutely. That's what they do in Cairns. That's a, <laughs> that's a Monday night in Cairns. <laughs> Justin Hodges. Uh, origin legend. Fog number, as I said before, 130. Uh, thanks for your time on the uh, Origin Countdown, and, and good luck with the fight on July 20. Legend, Hodjo. No worries, boys. See you soon. So he has it, Justin Hodges, a Queensland legend, uh, joining us first up on the Origin He's Decider a great guy, Countdown. Hodjo. He's, he is. He's such good company. He's, he's one of those guys that, I say this with all due respect, he, there's times when he, he loves being the kid of the room. Yep. Yeah. He, everyone's got to mature at some stage of their life, but he just he loves just being around his former teammates. Scotty Prince, who we're all very good friends with, and, and Hodjo are really close mates. And Yeah, he's, he's really good company, Hodjo. I'd like to see Princey fight an influencer as well. Why don't we get a whole stack of You know, Princey back in 2010, he, he, fought, fight. he fought two journalists. So four rounds. At the rounds, same time? <laughs> one journalist had one round, then he jumped out, and then the next journalist jumped in the second round. That right. was in 2010. He beat them. Yeah, of course he yeah. would. Have you ever seen a journalist fight? <laughs> you know what we should get? We should get Hodjo and Princey in a ring. Mm-hmm. Get, I don't know, Paul Kent, who's always yelling, your mate. And, and Jimmy he, Hooper. And Jimmy Hooper. Put them there. And it's just like a tag team, like yep. the old rock and roll wrestling yep. days. Chairs, everything flying everywhere. What do you yeah, reckon? I like it. I Off like the t- top buckle. <laughs> That's right. In those tight shorts. I don't want to see Kenty in those. We better get to a break. This is Origin Countdown, live from Gambaro's. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here, back in a moment. We're counting down to kickoff. The Decider. Game three, Suncorp Stadium tonight. This is SENQ's State of Origin Countdown. On 693 SENQ. Yeah, live from Gambaro's on Caxton Street. Uh, of course, a very famous spot. Uh, it's now been brought by the, bought by the NRL. I wonder yes. if, uh, whether... Uh, Themed PVL. rooms? Yes. Yeah, so the Arthur Beetson room. Yeah, I've heard about that. You walk in, there's just card tables. <laughs> You've heard, there's the... Um, the Alfie Langer room. Yeah. Where you get... Uh, single vodka beds. and Red Bulls. But the tiny beds. Yeah, tiny little right? kids' beds. And the light stays on all night. Yes. And he... someone else has to sleep with you yeah. because he doesn't like being by himself. That's and, a true story, isn't it? always has to sleep with the light on, Elf. There you go. There's yep. the Todd Carney room, but we won't go into that. 
He didn't play for Queensland. Oh, NRL theme. NRL theme. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Has a bubbler. Yep. In the corner, if you get thirsty in the middle of the night. That's not true, That's but here we point. are. Good point. PBL, like uh, he could be behind the bar later on this afternoon, I'm hearing, <laughs> pouring some beers, uh, which would be good. Um, the Rugby League cocktail <laughs> is he's outstanding at. You know what's in it? What? Rum. <laughs> That's it. That's the Queensland Rugby League cocktail. I'll have one of those. That it's just straight it's rum. 17 shots of Bundy rum. <laughs> Drink responsibly. We are joking. <laughs> Jokes. If you want to get involved this afternoon, we're here till 3 o'clock until Caxton Street turns nuts. Uh, 0467 736 736. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram as well, SENQLD, and you can see that. That bloke, uh, Hodjo's fighting on there as well, taking lift selfies. What is it with people <laughs> taking selfies in a lift? Can you think of a more boring place Seriously. to take a, li- a, a selfie? If Hodjo doesn't knock him out in the first round, I'll knock Hodjo out <laughs> <laughs> after the fight. That's a fair call, Sats, and that is on tape as well. Uh, Twitter, SENQLD, Facebook, SENQLD. Uh, grab a podcast as well. Um, go to, uh, if you're an Android user like myself, Spotify. You can grab all our podcasts and obviously the iTunes store. Quickly, uh, Caxton Street, as I said, is pretty mild right now, but it's going to get nasty later. You're telling me Benny Elias... We'll walk down Caxton Street. Every year. Benny lies every year, and I love Benny. He's so passionate. Uh, he walks from the, the uh, eastern end of Caxton, comes down the hill out the front of Caxton, and everyone not- notices it's Benny, and he'll have his scarf on and his suit, and he just revs the crowd up. People throw food at him. He loves it. Does it every year. One of the greatest promoters for this game. I remember I walked down Caxton Street one day, with uh, Bill Harrigan mm-hmm. and Ryan Girdler, yep. friend of ours. and Girds wouldn't have wanted to walk down. He was petrified. Yeah, yeah. We, all we had to do was walk down Caxton Street at four in the afternoon. That's all it was. He goes, no, Jason, I'm not going down there. I said, come on, mate, it's the quick way. We'll get down. He's about to go down towards the Wally Lewis statue. And he goes, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not doing it. I said, come on, mate, let's do it. He goes, righto. We, we got to about two steps in front of the Caxton. Someone's already chanting, uh, Girdler's a wanker. <laughs> And I'm going, he goes, I told you. And Bill Harry goes, why doesn't anyone insult me? I go, because you're a referee, Bill. And no one cares about you, Bill. <laughs> That's right. Uh, more of the Origin Decider countdown to come soon. Uh, right now, though, let's get some news headlines. We're counting down to kickoff. The Decider. Game three, Suncorp Stadium tonight. This is SENQ's State of Origin countdown on 693 SENQ. Scotty Sattler and Jason Matthews coming to you live from Gambaro's here on Caxton Street. It's nice and meek and calm and civilised. Before the filthy animals arrive. Yeah, it's going to happen. I'm very disappointed, though, that uh, we are outside. Well, we're in, the, in an alcove out of the cold wind, which is very nice we're for us. We're at the entrance of the Gambaro's. Uh, the hotel part. Between the accommodation and the bar. And yep. when people are checking in for tonight's game, they, they think they're coming to us to give their yes. credit card details. Yes. For any incidentals. Correct. And it's working well. I think so far we've made quite a bit. No, we're not doing that. It's illegal to do that. Go to the blues. There goes a lovely lady in a blues wig. Uh, here we go. This has only just started. And someone's sticking their fingers up at you, Sats. But that's nice. Um, hey, listen. Uh, this morning, if you've got a... Uh, if you've got a text for us, uh, 0467-736-736 is that text number. Is that a friend of yours? I might have been next girlfriend. Not oh, sure. God. One of both of them, I think, <laughs> were your ex-girlfriends. Uh, send us a text. You've got Sats. He played one state of origin, which is one more than most of us. 
and was uh, kicked out of the team by that bum Cam Smith. Yeah. He, he didn't do anything in his career, did he? No. He, I, I, can I tell you a quick story? Yeah. So I, I get told by Wayne after the game, great game, outstanding. See you in a couple of weeks for game three. And which was the opening, the reopening of Suncorp Stadium, or Lang Park, which was called Suncorp Stadium. So, so I packed my bag on the Monday, about to wait for my flight details to come through. Yep. Get a call from the QRL. Nice. It's, yeah, it's... it's uh, Hey guys, it's um, it's it's uh, Des Morris, one of the selectors. Yep. He's still a selector today, I think. Yep. And um, he's the boss, isn't he? And um, he he says, "Oh, g'day." I said, "You just you just calling through with the the flight details for today to go to camp?" He goes, "No, nah, actually, Wayne's gone another way." He said, "Oh, they're going to keep Travis Norton at lock." I went, "Okay." And they brought in a kid from Melbourne. His name's Cam Smith. I said, "Who?" Yeah. He goes, "Cam Smith." I went. <laughs> So I was, yeah, licking my wounds and thinking, yep. yeah, this is ridiculous. I'll be back in next year. Yeah, and my, and my mates all said to me, don't worry about it, mate. That, that kid will probably only play one or two games and never hear from him again. <laughs> 41 Origins later. <laughs> and one of, our, uh, one of our great presenters here at SEN as well. So you've got to work with him every day as well, which is great. He doesn't realise how important I played in his career. I think he does. I just don't think he cares. <laughs> I think that's... I don't want to be brutal, but we are on Caxton Street. Actually, Cam Smith this morning spoke to Patton Hills on breakfast, and Hills asked him about, is the talk over? One of the great challenges is probably not to over-talk right now. It's all about doing tonight, not so much yeah. talking. No, you're exactly right, Hills. Um, I think that enough talking has been done throughout the week, um, throughout our preparation and our training sessions and our meetings and you know, developing a game plan for game three. Um, the most important thing now for these players is, is well, one, just relax throughout today. There's still <laughs> there's still yep. a fair, yeah. fair bit of time to burn before kickoff, but but certainly um, once they get to the stadium and they 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 get their gear on and they run out onto you know that that Suncorp Stadium turf, it's it's all about actions. It really is. It's it's all about their actions. Um, and how well they perform them, um, and just trying to do it for do it for longer than the yeah. Blues. Um, yeah. it, it's what it's it's what it's what Queensland did in Game One um, down in Sydney, and it's mm. why they come away with a really um, really strong victory down there. And they can do it again. Yeah. They just they can't rely on pulling on a maroon jersey and running out onto Suncorp and think that's going to do it for them. Yeah, they the crowd's going to get them home. That's right. They can't rely on that. Certainly. You know they need to get their crowd their crowd behind them early, and that, and that that's always a, a positive. But it's it's going to be their actions that they perform for the eighty minutes oh, that get no. get them a Papa Lee, that early shot, Papa Lee <laughs> on Cleary, <laughs> mandatory. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, don't worry. I've um I've been watching Josh Papa Lee pretty closely this week, and um. No, I've seen I've seen a I've seen a look in his eye that I haven't seen this series so far. Um, so I know he's 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 ready to go, boys. He's looking for a big one this match. Yeah, we we had Mark Hone on the show a little earlier today, mate, and uh, spoken like a true prop. He said, yeah, he said I want uh, I want Josh Papali here to really fire up and, and, and bend some lines in that first twenty minutes. Yeah, well, that's going to be his job. Um, Paddy, um, you know, just with him being a starting prop and 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 our most senior player, um, I think he'll take that responsibility on his shoulders and, and do a really good job. I think, um, as I, as I mentioned, I just I don't know. I think day one in camp, 
day one in camp, we um, we sat down as a group and um, just spoke about uh, what happened over in Perth and, and what what we need to work towards for this game. And I could just I remember watching Josh sitting sitting down in his locker, um, just listening and, and watching and um, just that, that focus that I spoke about. I just I hadn't seen it in the first two camps. So I think, um, yeah, I think the big fellow will be in for a special one tonight. There you have it. Cam Smith this morning with uh, Patton Heels. He faced the media conference today uh, as well at 11.30, not giving much away. Um, where's this rubbish come about... Um, Josh Papali'i. I don't think New South Wales are taking him for granted and taking him lightly. I expect him to fire up tonight. Well, he needs to. But is this all this... Is this... I've got a feeling this is Queensland again, just, you know, trying to fire the big fella up and, and, and putting this stuff out there. Probably, but when you look at his numbers from Game 1, Game 2, it's very un-Josh Papali'i-like. He played 21 minutes in Game 1, 28 minutes in Game 2. Only came on because Kale and Ponga was off with a HIA. I don't think they were going to put him back on, actually, because they knew they were going to lose the game. And he's been battered and bruised for a, a long time now, Josh Papali'i. Yeah. So they probably want to conserve his energy for, for game three. So I honestly believe, yeah. and he is one of those players that you do expect just his next game is going to be his best game. And New South Wales know that. They know that there's a, there's a sleeping giant there. I honestly believe that this week, and I haven't got any inside knowledge, but back in 2006, going into the decider at Melbourne, yep. there was a discussion that was had with Mal Meninga. If he doesn't win this series, they yep. may have to look at bringing Wayne back into the in the I know we go with this. And then leading into that game, he put pressure on Darren Lockyer and said, yep. moving forward, if we lose this series, it'll be New South Wales four in a row. We have to look at another captain. You'll still be in the team, but probably leadership's not your go. And then Petro Sivanaseva and Steve Price. Guys, if you don't aim up tonight, your origin careers may be questionable. I think that conversation may have been had with, with um, Big Papali'i tonight. I, I reckon he scores a try tonight. Yep. I think last time he was under, under pressure, he scored a try. 2019 decider. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Tedesco yeah. scored with about 10 seconds remaining. Yep, and I think he will. I think he'll fire up and... Uh, and have a blind tonight. I've, I've, I've got him down as an anytime try scorer. Gamble responsibly. The other thing I, I wanted to say to you, this has happened so many times in, in Queensland history, and no doubt New South Wales, but uh, Badge told a story, our, our colleague from Sports Day told a story on air today to Ben Davis that uh, Wayne Bennett did this to fire up uh, Bella and Sam Bacco. He used to always go to Greg Dowling, the former Origin front row, great yep. front row. And he used to, from all reports, Wayne used to always ring Greg Dowling and say, listen, I want you to make some outlandish comment in the media. I want you to fire up our forward pack, call them soft. <laughs> and so Greg Dowling would come out and say, you know what, our forward pack soft. They need to toughen up. Back in my day, yep. if they carried on like this, they would have got flogged. And, and invariably, it would always work. Yep. So, um, yeah, I've got no doubt that something like, like that has happened. And, and Josh Papali is, is at an age where he's not going to play another five or six years of origin. This may he be his last, or next year may be his last. But if this year's going to be his last, and he's going to hand the baton on to you, Lindsay Collins's yeah. and toes like that, he needs, to, yeah, he needs to cement his legacy with a, a man of the match performance. I want to talk to you about Deedon and a few other players. We'll get to that real soon. This is the Origin Countdown to the Decider, 8-10 tonight at Suncorp Stadium. It's Sats and Jace coming to you live from Caxton Street. More in a moment.
We're counting down to kickoff. The Decider. Game three, Suncorp Stadium tonight. This is SENQ's State of Origin Countdown on 693 SENQ. Scott Sattler, Jason Matthews, live at Gambaro's on Caxton Street. It's still quite civil at the moment. No one's throwing anything or misbehaving and traffic is still flowing. Although, mate, we're at Gambaro's, mm-hmm. one of the finest establishments in Brisbane. And it's great to be here, but I'm looking over at Abra Kebabra and you failed today. The kebab shop's shut. I know. I can't believe on a day like this, the biggest day in Queensland rugby league calendar. Hey, guys. How are you? Terrible colour jumpers. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. <laughs> yeah. The kebab shop's closed. We the, can't believe yeah, it. Yeah. Mm. I bet you it's open tonight when I walk past that at 11.30. So, kids, make sure you get a kebab on the way home from the game, okay? You'll see Uncle Jace there. Don't worry about that. <laughs> hey, uh, listen, I wanted to talk to you about a couple of things. I mean, there's a lot of talk around Dearden tonight and whether he'll start in the, in the number six. Surely he has to. Sats, I mean, you want l- as l- the least... Disruptions to yeah. the team, right? So Munster out, Dearden goes in. If they don't start him in that number six position, that wouldn't give him much confidence putting him on the bench, would it? Oh, no. Getting It says you're not good ha- enough to start. No, having the faith of, of coming into the 17 is enough confidence. And being a debutant on a big occasion, I could understand why they would start him and bring him on in the halves or bring him on at a hook or whatever it may be. But you've hit the nail on the head. There's as little disruption as possible. I don't think Billy will, will start Ben Hunt at 5'8". I think that he'll start Dearden at 5'8". I think he'll make him feel like he's the most important player on the yeah. field by kickoff tonight. He would have worked on him psychologically more so than physically. He'll handle the job. He doesn't have to do anything outstanding. He's just got to make his tackles. And he's one of the finest defenders in the halves position in the comp. So he'll handle the... The, the rigours and the, and the ruggedness, uh, the, rug, uh, the rugged nature of origin. He'll handle that fine. And I don't think Billy would want to disrupt that, that hooker yep. combination that he's got. In saying that, go back seven days or when, six days when Munster was... COVID-free. COVID-free. Oh, no, when he came down with COVID. Personally, myself, I think what worked in game one is having Reuben Cotter, that 80-minute lock forward that kept... Yep. I would have put Ben Hunt the lock. And I would have started with Harry well, Grant and I would have allowed Ben Hunt to play that Reuben Cotter type 80-minute, just, I'm just going to turn up everywhere. We're going to ask you that question. So let's say when, when Harry Grant does come on, yep. uh, do you see Ben Hunt maybe going to, it, to it, that ball-playing lock position? Yeah, and Tino, either, and Tino or someone like that will come off the field. Right, OK. Yeah. So that, that'll give, in attack, Queensland three, three ball players. Mm. So you've got your Hunt, your Deard and... And also DC. But most importantly, you've got a really good defender. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, you know, Origin is invariably one on who gets the most points on the scoreboard, but it's what you do defensively that gets it to that point. And so if you've got a lot of players across key positions that can do a lot of clean-up work, that's what wins your Origins. We've got a lot of New South Wales listeners uh, through SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. And, of course... We're trying S- to get rid of them as we speak. No, SENQ... No, we, we oh, okay. no we're yeah. not. SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane as well. Um, let's talk about the Blues. After game two, mm-hmm. it's completely different. After game one, all the pressure was on the Blues and all the changes that Freddie made. After game two, is there any pressure on any New South Wales players? No, not really. But if you had to nitpick... And look at the game. Stephen Crichton has probably got a bit of pressure on him. He came up with a few mistakes in game two and a lot of his teammates were able to cover for him. And that's what 
you have when you've got Panthers teammates around you, they're there to, to make those, you know, just those little clean-up plays. I, I think anything that's under pressure is Freddie's interchange. You know, he's got to use Sifatalakai somehow. If the game's not going in New South Wales' favour, which I hope it's not, and Freddie's got to all of a sudden say, OK, on the run, I've got to throw Sifatalakai on. I don't know where I'm going to throw him. I'm going to throw him in the second row. He plays centre. And if you're going to throw him on the back row in an origin match, in a decider with high intensity, it could expose young Sifatalakai a little bit. Um, this is where Jack Whiten, the Jack Whiten equation... Mm comes into play. Now, we're being told that the 17 that has been named is a 17 that will play for New South Wales. We won't know until now before kick-off. It would surprise me if Freddie did make a change and brought Jack Whiten in, even though that he's a, he's a Freddie Fittler favourite. But to me, if Whiten's playing and coming off the bench, they are a far greater threat in New South Wales. What about, I'm glad he's not playing. What about Jacob Saifidi in the front row starting? Do you, good no. Call? He won't start? No, he'll come off the bench. bench. From all reports, it's going to be Junior Bolo. Right. Um... Again, Junior Bolo let that slip in an interview throughout the week. Right. That may change. But yeah. what you Maybe he planted that sat so you would think. Yeah, because you know what? It's a, it's a risky move with a young kid that's never played Origin before at a decider at Suncorp sitting on the bench. Mm. You get more nervous. Yeah, right. You just want to get in, get involved, get the first hit up, get the first tackle, get rid of some of those nerves. And by starting Saifidi on the bench, yeah, the young kid could get a little bit nervous. Yeah, right. Even more nervous, I should say. Yeah. How do you think the game's going to go tonight? You're predicting, obviously, you're hoping for Queensland win? I think, yeah, absolutely, I am. And if Queensland win, I think they win by one or two. Okay. I think it's a Daly Cherry Evans field goal. Yep. Um, if New South Wales win, they win by 30. I'm going to I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be, it's going to be war again. Right, I'm going to talk to you about um, this decider stat. It's a crap stat. About Queensland, uh, you know, at, at Suncorp. So I'll talk to you about it soon. Because you're only as good as your last game at Suncorp. And I'll talk to you about that. Because we know what New South Wales did last year to the Maroons. Hold that thought. This is the NRL countdown to State of Origin. It's the decider. Kick-off tonight just after 8 o'clock. Just down the road from us. We're at Gambaro's on Caxton We're Street. We're Back with more kick-off. Shortly. The decider. Game three, Suncorp Stadium tonight. This is SENQ's State of Origin Countdown on 693 SENQ. Yeah, we're live from Gambaro's on Caxton Street. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here. Uh, welcome to our listeners on SENQ 693 in Brizzy. Uh, SEN 16.20am on the Gold Coast and of course you can listen via the SEN app uh, of course kick off did I say 10 past 8 just down the road Apparently. from us I can't wait I'm excited even as a Blues supporter and I'm keeping it very very low key uh, this week a big uh, big show still to come we're here till um, 3 o'clock sats and then this place just goes insane mm-hmm. uh, Nick Davis why is an AFL ex-AFL player joining us well he loves Origin and we want to find out whether AFL players are jealous of rugby league that they have such an amazing event. And, and I don't know, this is probably a very uneducated um, thing I'm going to say here, but it's like Origin didn't work in AFL, did it? No, They it tried. Well, there's too many states that play it. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. You can't have Victoria versus Queensland, can you? Well, you can have Victoria versus the rest. Well, they that's tried, what they did, didn't they? They tried Victoria versus South Australia. And um, South Australia, what they call it, you know, the... The, uh, the Saffle, which yep. is their, yep. a really strong competition. So to have those players that originated from South Australia and Victoria, for some yep. reason it just didn't take off. But you know what? They didn't have 
Arthur Beetson basically trying to maim and kill his his teammate in the one game. Well, that's the problem with sport, isn't it? <laughs> when you play State of Origin, you've got to try and kill your own teammate or land one on Mick Cronin's jaw yeah. in the first few minutes of a State of Origin. Anyway, Nick Davis joining us real soon. We'll get all the latest news as well from inside the Origin Queensland camp and the Blues as we count down to State of Origin number three. It is the decider. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews live from Gambaros. Oh, if you've got a question for Nick Davis or Brent Tate, your mate who's coming up as well, 0467 736 736 is our text number. News time, back in a moment. The Decider. Game 3, Suncorp Stadium tonight. This is SENQ's State of Origin Countdown, live from Gambaros on 693 SENQ. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews coming to you live from Gambaros. Uh, we are here till 3 o'clock this afternoon. We are just a hop, skip and a jump away from Suncorp Stadium. I think they close the road here about five, don't they, Sats? Yeah, it's about then. It's usually a bit earlier on Origin than oh, it is of course, for, yes. for big events. But um, once upon a time, as you know, the the buses used to come down oh, yes. Caxton Street. I think it stopped in the early 19... About mid-1990s, I think. It just got too dangerous. just got really, really dangerous. So... Um, yeah, it's you know it's it's interesting. This is the time of the day with big games, origins, whatever big game it may be, grand finals. When you're a little bit lost, you don't know what to do. You don't know where to have a sleep for an hour. You don't know whether to you know just to rest. You don't know whether to go for a walk. It's you got, this, players, you got, this, you got this dead time. Where you just don't know what to do with your time. So the players by themselves, like individually, right now, or are they just hanging around in a group in the hotel. Oh, some would be getting get, massages. And yeah, all some might be just going for a walk or go and get a coffee. Sit around, or well, some would be sitting in their room just watching a. Uh, some would be sitting in their room in the fetal position, wondering what's going to happen tonight. Yeah, right. Oh, um, it's interesting. The New South Wales players this morning, when they went on their walk at ten thirty, they couldn't sign autographs or anything because of COVID. COVID. Yeah. Mm. You know, the last thing they want is someone to go down with COVID this afternoon. So. You know, it's not even a great fan experience, unfortunately, mm. with this COVID. But at least we're seeing a game tonight with 52,000 people at Suncorp Stadium. Jeez, I wonder how the AFL would be feeling today. Watching this, going, what a spectacle. Uh, state of origin. Did it work in AFL? And, and you made a really good point. There's too many states mm. that play AFL. You know, it's Queensland and New South Wales with, with rugby, rugby league. We are at Gambaros, which is now owned by the NRL. But um, let's talk to a bloke who played for both the Pies and the Swans, is a part of the, the family here at SCNQ. In fact, you can hear him Saturday mornings with the Saturday Morning Mowers Club with Adam Peacock. Uh, he's joining us now. Nick Davis. G'day, Nick. Good afternoon, boys. How are you? Now, look, we're very good. We're excited. We're amongst it here on Caxton Street. Uh, you're up here for, for State of Origin. Is it is this is this a game that AFL players are envious of, Nick? Yeah, it is absolutely. And look, I grew up in in Sydney and grew up around rugby league, and was able to watch State of Origin through the mid nineties and two thousands, where look, they were just great games. And, and becoming an AFL player and, and being absolutely envious of the Wednesday night State of Origin, uh, I've been to plenty in, in Sydney, and this is going to be my first one tonight. 
up at Suncorp, so uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I played in some hostile environments, but while I've got my blue scarf on tonight, it could be just as hostile. Nick, when the Swans players go to training tomorrow morning, would it be general discussion and banter around the origin and what happened the night before? Yeah, definitely. Look, the, the boys uh, at the Swannies at the moment, we've got a, a pretty good crew from our QBE Swans Academy. So we've got a lot of New South Wales, genuine New South Wales guys there that, you know, again, grew up with rugby league and, and support the Blues. And then you get the boys from inner state that, that just sort of jumped on the Maroons bandwagon when they won all those, uh, all the state of origins in a row. And we try and work out why the hell are they going for the Maroons. But yeah, they do. It, it's something that uh, sports people have... Uh, the highest level, they they like to watch anyone play at the you know the peak of their powers, the pinnacle of the sport, and yeah, the the Swans boys will be definitely a topic of discussion tomorrow in the change room. Yeah, you do some work for the Roosters, and um, you're a proud Roosters man. And when you look at the game of rugby league, Nick, and you get to see it on a day to day basis, how hard that Roosters team train and how how technical and specific they are. But when you watch a game compared to an AFL game, what are what are the, some of the attributes of of the rugby league athlete that you, I suppose, that you admire that, that AFL athletes don't have? Yeah, the main one, me, Sats, is, and, and seeing that at training at both the Roosters and the Swans and then at um, in, and the games, is just the physical contact and the and the, the contact and wrestle on the ground. The, the AFL players are, are running athletes, they're endurance athletes, and so are the league boys, but... If you get the league boys to, to do AFL running or, or run the distance of an AFL game, they would struggle. But if you get the AFL boys to, to get into the grapple and tackle and, and do all that, they would gas out just as quick. So for me, in the AFL, we don't do we would do a tenth of the contact that the league boys do, but that, that's the game and they need it. Nick, um, you, you're the you're kicking and catching coach at the Roosters. Is that right? Yep. Rightio. How would you direct your Roosters players to catch a Matt Burton bomb? Good question. <laughs> well, yeah, well, luckily tonight my, uh, my Roosters fullback doesn't have to catch him. So, uh, <laughs> I've, uh, but when we, we uh, at the Roosters, we played the, um, we played the dogs earlier on in the year. And, and Teddy is very particular in his, in his preparation. And that's probably what makes him such a, a great fullback that in, the, in our catching preparation, um, he makes me watch the other kicker and, for a week there, I had to try and replicate Matt Burton, and it was not easy at all. But look, probably one is, look, you just need to keep your feet moving. I think as soon as you think that you've got got it sorted, once it sort of turns over on its access and you think that you've, you're in the right spot, uh, you've probably got another four or five metres to move. So when I, uh, yeah, when we played the dogs, it was talking to Teddy about making sure he just kept his feet moving and, and, try, not to, and try and catch it at the highest point. Don't sort of wait and catch it below the, the waist level. NFL, do you think he's destined... I know a lot of AFL players have gone over and had terrific careers in the NFL. Do you think Burton is one of those players that maybe towards the end of his NRL career that, that NFL could be an opportunity, Nick? Yeah, it could be. But look, so yeah, I, I spent some time over at the San Diego Chargers and been, look, doing... splitting my time between sort of AFL and league. They, all the different balls are, are really different to kick and... Um, with the, the NFL ball is meant to spiral. Uh, there would be a lot of practice involved. He's absolutely got the, the technique and the leverage to be able to, to get it right. But it would be it'd be a good six to eight months of preparation that he would have to do because it is a, a totally different shaped football and um, and your margin for error is quite small with the 
uh, with the NFL ball. But definitely, he's absolutely got the, the right levers and, and, and the right shape that NFL uh, recruiters would definitely look for. Now, let's talk about uh, origin when it was around in, in AFL. Can you just explain, like, just briefly how that played out? Was it Victoria versus South Australia? And the second part of that question is, is it something that could be resurrected in, in some format, do you think? Oh, look, mate, look, I think representative football in, in the AFL, and Jay said it at the start where you mentioned that look, it, it is a lot of states, and the rivalry games are, are there within the AFL. Look, when it was the state of origin, the, the, the two biggest one was Victoria and South Australia. They were the, they were the main ones, and there were some um, key iconic figures there with Ted Whitten um, and Neil Curley in both sides that really got that going, Victoria and South Australia. Then the Allies sort of came in, which was a mixture of the Queensland, New South Wales, and sort of when that came in, it, it did sort of peter out. New South Wales had a bit of a crack themselves, but and international rules was another one in the AFL. I was lucky enough to tour Ireland with that, and again, that sort of petered out. I, just, I think sometimes um, it, it's, look, it, it's rugby league thing, and, and it, that's, it's, the AFL have tried to... To emulate it, but for me, state of origin is rugby league, and, and that's what I watch. Yeah, how good is that? It would have been tough taking on Ireland. I mean, it would have been a good junket. It was a great junket. Do you remember playing at, at all, Nick? <laughs> did you, did you... <laughs> Not particularly. No, we played. We were lucky enough. We played our first test in in Galway, and it was the, the Jumps Racing Festival over there. So uh, we, we spent a fair bit of time at the, at the races and then managed to scrape a team together on a Saturday to, to play a test match against Ireland. And then we uh, we we actually, Kevin Cheedy was the coach, and he was really good cheese, and he wanted us to uh, not only enjoy it but learn a little bit of culture. And we bust our way from Galway across to Dublin. We're lucky enough to actually to stay at where the... Uh, JT McManus Pro-Am was last week at a damn manner. Oh, we yeah. stayed there. I was able to play golf there, which was pretty nice. So as a golfer, yeah. it, was a, it, was a good, um, it was a good AFL trip. Hasn't your life changed from junkets in Ireland to an afternoon at Dreamworld? What's, what's going on there, Nick? Mate, and i tell you what, if Brandon Smith got three weeks for his language, the people that just saw me go on the claw ride, I would get at least six weeks for the language that I just was uh, letting out there. I am no good. My 13-year-old daughter is a daredevil, and it's, um, it's dad life for me uh, this afternoon. And, uh, yeah, I apologise to anyone at Dreamworld that, uh, that heard that. <laughs> Now, you're saying it's your first game at Suncorp, especially a decider. It's got to be a bucket list for any sporting fan. See, one of my bucket lists is an AFL grand final yet to go, Jason. Oh, I, saw the, I saw the Swans oh, win. Sad, I, can't oh, believe, I love that, I, I, know. I love that. I know. It's one of my bucket lists. Slide now. that in. I'll see what I can do for you, mate. Thank you very much, Nick. Thank you very much. Um, now, tonight, you've got to experience the whole occasion. So if it's your first time especially a decider. I want you to go east to west on Caxton Street, top of the hill, down to the bottom, really slowly. Yeah. And I want you to soak it up, Nick, and I want you to wear a blues jersey while you do it. Cause it's <laughs> I'm, I'm doing that on the way up. Mugged. A few of the Roosters boys have been able to lend me some, uh, some uh, blues gear that have represented. So how much blue should it be? You know, 90% okay. blue. Bruising. Okay, really Bruce, that is a so you're Brucing. I want you to tell us which players yeah. have borrowed you their representative <laughs> gear. Come on, <laughs> give yourself a Brucing. I've hit a few up. Cordner, I hit up Cordner. I went straight to the captain. <laughs> Incredible. You're a jerk. You know, you know you can go to a shop and buy some blue ski. You know that, mate. You are so up yeah. yourself. 
Hey, listen, that's that's a bit brutal for for one of our guests. Um, but it, more importantly, the trip mm. back from Suncorp. Yeah, it's don't it's be a, too keen to get out. Yeah, it's a zoo. Yeah, although he's probably going into the Blues change rooms yeah, afterwards, right? Is Teddy, has Teddy given you an invite into the Blues change room after the game? Well, uh, no That's comment. a yes. <laughs> How's that? So now what he does is, now, so what he's going to do is, it, Teddy will either get him in if New South Wales win. win yeah. Lindsay Collins gets him in if oh, Queensland <laughs> Imagine that, seeing Nick Davis yeah. in Queensland's dressing room with a blues jumper I'd on, with Cordner's jumper on. Yeah. He'll be dead within yeah, minutes. Yeah, that's, no, that's where I draw the line there. I'm a, I'm, yeah. a, I'm, a, I'm, a new, I'm a blues fan. I'm solid. Rightio. Hey, listen, mate, for those new listeners to SENQ on 693 AM in Brisbane and SEN 1620 AM on the Golden and, of course, on the app, Saturday Morning Mowers Club, I love this show. I'm, I'm a big fan of it. it. They make lawn mowing and talk about lawn sexy, don't you, Nick? Yeah, we do. And it just sort of come up about we had a, a, a Saturday morning where it was pretty quiet on the sport landscape, and uh, one of the uh, listeners texted in and said, oh, I'm just out mowing the lawns on the Saturday morning, and we just sort of gave a bit of a shout-out to the Saturday morning mowers, and we were inundated with text messages with people just out mowing their lawns. So at the moment, uh, lawns in Sydney and probably around southeast Queensland are a little bit more like swimming pools at the moment, so we'll, uh, we'll get someone on this week that can help us with a bit of drainage work. Who is your expert? You, you have an expert on from Brisbane. I, I hear him all the Lenny time. Lenny Lawler? Yeah, Lenny Lawler. He's from the Australian Lawn Fanatics. He's our, uh, he's our Brisbane expert. When, just before Magic Round, we had the curator of Suncorp. He came on and um, yep. just before the, after the big wet up here and, and he told us how he was going to get Suncorp ready for Magic Round. So uh, we do have some good, uh, some good guests. We've got a few... Of the league boys, Clint Gutherson, I think we're trying to line him up. He's a bit of a lawn fanatic, so a few of the league boys are, are right into their lawn as well. So your co-host, Adam Peacock, I don't take him as a, a lawn mower. I think he's the sort of guy who gets <laughs> someone in from gyms because those hands haven't seen a hard day's work, have mm. they? No, they haven't. They, they spend more time on a golf club than a lawn mower, my friend Adam Peacock. But um, no, he, um, we, uh, no, Northern Beaches, he'd be a gyms mate, for sure. They're yeah. tiny hands as well. They're kid-like hands. Adam. <laughs> I saw a photo of him and his kids the other day on yep. Facebook. His kids are taller than yeah, him. Yeah, I know. It's embarrassing. And yeah. I think one of them's 12. I just want to give you the heads up also, uh, Nick, and you've never asked me this. I'm a little bit offended that every time I've come on yourself and Adam Peacock's show, you are at those stages talking to the 1998 Gold Coast game. We have no sat, sat. Get out. Let me stop you there. We had you on and we spoke to you about being the lawn of 1990. <laughs> we did speak to you about that. That's fantastic. Tell us. You can't just drop that. Yeah. We can't drop that and leave it. Tell, tell yeah, well, what do you mean? The, uh, How do you become the 1998 Gold Coast Garden? I went into the Gold Coast Council's Garden of the Year. Someone nominated me, one of my, one of my neighbours. Yeah. I had this, my, my front lawn was like, a golf fairway. Nice. And a friend of mine was a greenkeeper. He used to get us really good fertiliser. I had beautiful... I had uh, geraniums, tibrogenas, pig's eyes everywhere. And I had uh, this be- beautiful pecan garden cover as well. Yeah. Uh, believe it or not, we're counting down to State of Origin number three. <laughs> and we're talking to the this guy who's... This is what who's players the... go through, Jace. This is what you I... go through on game day. You've got all yeah. this sort of crap talk in the team room stats, isn't it? People would yep. be amused about what we, what players. Everyone thinks, oh, how 
intense would it be on State of Origin? The amount of crap that gets talked in a team room on a game day is is at, the, is at this level. All right, mate. Listen, we'll let you go. What's the ride next? You you want to settle oh, down a bit? Take the train I'll around. I'll be on the teacup. Yeah, I'll be on the teacup or whatever that is. <laughs> teacup. There we go. The man who's got a four-year ban from Dreamworld, Nick Davis, uh, joining us. <laughs> mate, enjoy your first origin at Suncorp. Even as a New South Welshman, it's amazing. I don't think there's a better venue to watch Rugby League than Suncorp Stadium. It's absolutely amazing. Thanks for joining us on our Origin Countdown, mate, and we'll see you tonight. Thanks, boys. I look forward to East, West, and Caxton Street. I'm looking forward Beautiful. to it. Beautiful. Absolutely. I'll see you in the kebab shop later on about 11.30. There you go, Nick <laughs> <Absolutely>. Davis. <laughs> see you, mate. Nick Davis coming to us live from Dreamworld on, a, on the claw. I've never been on the claw. It looks frightening. Have Do you, you know, done it? No, I'm a, I'm, I hate fast rides. Yeah. Hate them. Just am petrified of them. I can't go on some now because I can't close the... <laughs> Safety, because of my gut. I wonder if Nick Davis would actually get under the height restriction hand, you know, at the start of every ride. Imagine Adam Peacock, his co-host, yep. and Nick Davis both going on rides together. They say, come on, kids. Ian, Healy, be- Ian Healy, our colleague's half a chance of not getting under the height restriction because of his bandy legs now. That's of, right. Yeah, he can't get under. Well, and they'd say, listen, you've got to be on here with a parent. <laughs> Anyway, we're brave when they're not around. Uh, this is the NRL Countdown coming to you live from Gambares on Caxton Street. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here. Get in touch with us. 0467 736 736 is our text number. More to come soon, including your good mate Brent Tate will be joining us. Allegedly. At 1.30, we must have paid the invoice. Yep. We must have got that through on time. Well, Hutchies just texted me, so obviously they've, they've paid the invoice for Tatey and he's, we go. he's ready to go again. You reckon Nick Davis, Bruce's? You dropped the boss's name. Yeah. Oh, that you're very good. Uh, on the way, uh, Brent Tate joining us soon here on the Origin Countdown on SENQ 693am. We're counting down to kickoff. The Decider. Game three, Suncorp Stadium tonight. This is SENQ's State of Origin Countdown on 693 SENQ. Live from Gambaro's on Caxton Street, Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here this afternoon. Oh, the excitement, you can feel in the air. Uh, we're in the forecourt of the, uh, the entrance to the Caxton Hotel. Very smart work by the SEN team. They put us out of the cold wind, mm. Sats. A lot uh, of New South Wales supporters walking past. I don't like it. Yeah, but you can't swear at them, Scott. Well, I can. No, you can't. I have. You, you, you can't, you're meant to be the nice guy of, of rugby league. But that's all right. There's one day or three days every year where you don't have to be nice. We got some sushi before coming on air today mm. just for some lunch, and you abused a New South Wales supporter. I did. He lifted up his blues jumper underneath it was a Penrith one. And I loved him. And you had to apologise. Yes. So just be careful. And old ladies, they're not a target. That's right? not an old lady. That's an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Okay. Sorry about that. Hey, listen, uh, what, it was a great chat with Nick Davis about, you know, AFL's view on origin and, and, yeah. and whatnot. That was really good. And it was also interesting to chat to him about some other stuff. And his great show on Saturday mornings here on SEN at 9 o'clock. It's called the Saturday Mowers Club with Adam Peacock. You won, we found out, you dropped a massive bombshell mm. on Origin Day that yep. you won the 1998 Gold Coast Gardener of the Year. That's outstanding. But you also won some other stuff you're telling me in the ad break. Male best dressed. At what? Looking sharp. And I don't know how... For the whole Gold Coast? I don't know how because I used to tuck my shirt in and my pants used to be up underneath my armpits. Your nickname used to be Harry High Pants. I don't know how I got the award. So Melissa Downs was then on Gold Coast News on TV. Stunning lady. And she got... got, um, That was creepy. But she got... um, 
the best female dress. I hope she got the best female dress, yes. <laughs> and you, you were Harry High Pants. Oh, it was And those desert boots. Like, yeah. I mean, was that in fashion back and then? And you know what? In Narnia, I used to wear, like, basketball boots. You're so cool. Honestly, with jeans. It looked horrible when I look back now. I was just wondering where my skateboard was. I used to know you back then. I thought, geez, that's Michael Jordan. Oh, no, it's not. It's Scott Sattler. And those, I can't believe. You won best dressed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on the text, 0467736736. Oh, was it white sneakers? White sneakers. Oh, it's the Gold Coast. Mm. Uh, I've got a text here from Sean in Bundaberg. Has anyone checked to see if Munster is still in his hotel it's a good room? Good question, Sean. It's a great question that should be asked on Origin Day. Now, of course, they left Sanctuary Cove, the Queensland side, and went to Brisbane on Monday. Yes. And uh, booked into their very flash digs. Is it the W? The W. Yeah. Um, they should have stayed here at Gambaro's. And. Um, and we're talking to Dane Gagai throughout the week, and um, I did ask him about Cam Munster, and he did agree that it was very risky leaving Cam Munster in a room by himself. Self, yeah. So as they were walking to training sessions, and he was isolated in his own room, they get their own rooms anyway, the Origin players now, because of COVID, but he's not allowed to go outside. They'd walk past his room on the way to training, and all they heard was Queenslander being screamed out like some <laughs> mad patriarch. Uh, parochial Queensland fan. It was actually Munster in his room. So, oh, that's great. Yeah. Hey, how good are the hotels, though, for the players? The W for Queensland, the Western for the Blues. Do you remember where you stayed in your origin game in Sydney? We stayed at Ridges at Parramatta. Well, there you go. Hasn't it changed? Walking down the street. I remember, getting, we met, I remember getting a speech, all players, from the great Choppy Close, who you spoke to on Patton Hills this morning. And, and he gives a very passionate speech at, at the start of every origin camp. And he said... I don't care if you're mates with these guys at club level. I don't care if you're mates with them away from the game. For this week, you hate them. You want to hurt them. You want to maim them. And he said, if you run into any of them in the street while you're going for a walk, you're shopping in these next 10 days, don't talk to them. Cross the street. So fast forward about seven or eight days, we're walking down um, Church Street in Parramatta, myself and Gordy Tallis, and uh, it's bruising. And anyway, coming the other way is two of the nicest guys in the history of rugby league. Craig yep. Fitzgibbon, Luke Rickardson. Blues players. Blues players. I go, oh, there's Rico, Fitzy. So as we're walking towards it, I sort of get eye contact. Gordy grabs me by the arm and drags me across the road. I said, oh, mate, Rico and Fitzy there. So Luke Rickardson and Craig Fitzgibbon go, Sats, Gordy. And I sort of half turn around and I look at Gordy and Gordy turns around in the middle of Church Street and says, don't look at us, don't talk to us, keep walking. <laughs> A raging bull, eh? <laughs> I learned a lesson that night. Rightio, it's news time, 1.30 here on SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. We'll get a news update. When we come back, Brent Tates will be joining us on our Origin Countdown. We're counting down to kickoff. The Decider. Game three, Suncorp Stadium tonight. This is SENQ's State of Origin Countdown. On 693 SENQ. Yeah, welcome back to us. Uh, we're coming to you live from Gambaro's on Caxton Street. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here as we count down to Origin. Kickoff tonight, 10 past 8. And of course, you can catch three different calls on SEN if you draw, download the SEN app. Of course, we've got the, you know, the, the one that's fair and balanced. The call that is a neutral call. Yes. Uh, happening. We've got the Blues parochial call, which is at spuds on that. With uh, Joel, isn't it? 
No, uh, I think it is Joel Kane. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then you've got the Queensland buyers call with yourself and Mark Braybrook from yep. seven o'clock tonight as well. So be you abusing can download... every New South Wales player for eighty minutes. It, and it's what happens, right? Yeah, absolutely. I remember Gary Belcher in twenty twenty when. Queensland, the worst Queensland team ever, mm. said, get that up, you New South Wales, on the, final, on the final siren in Game 3. Well, Game 2, in the New South Wales parochial call, Tim Manor, great man Tim Manor, great front row for New South Wales. In that New South Wales parochial call, when Felice Cafusi was given the sin bin, he said, that's it, get off your grub. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Uh, you can grab all that. Make sure you download the uh, the SEN app tonight and you can listen to whichever call tickles your fancy. This bloke is Fog number 134, 23 Origins. Made his debut in 2002. Played a game with you, game two in 2003, Satsy. It's the best experience you ever had, he said. Uh, that was, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that is what he said. Jeez, uh, he scored some magical tries scored in Origin. Scored five tries in Origin, but... None better than the try in 2006 that put Queensland within absolutely within earshot of, of beating New South Wales. And I've got an idea for a show. Yep. You two should just record each other in the car. Mm. I had the displeasure of being in a motor vehicle with you two when we dropped Tatey home. It's interesting, isn't after it? After Magic Round. Can't he swear? Oh, and the smell. Uh, Brent Tate's joining us now on our Origin Countdown. G'day, Tatey. Oh, thanks for the lovely intro, guys. That was beautiful. Awesome. <laughs> no, fantastic. Now, look, um, you've played 23 Origins. Um, imagine being in Tom Dearden, Cowboys uh, player uh, shoes today. No doubt he'll start in that six jersey. Go back to your um, debut, Tatey. How was the guts leading up to uh, kickoff? Oh, mate, well, I was pretty just excited I think about the whole experience and I'm sure Tommy did and will have those same emotions look he'll be nervous um, but the good thing about Tommy did and is he's a competitor and he competes on every single play and he he looks for the contact and, and looks for the looks to just compete and get get himself involved and, and that's what Origin's about it's, it's about competing on each play so I think uh, mate I'm, I'm with you I, I, I would think he'd start tonight and I think he'll do a really good job because he's just he's just Made for Origin, he's a little competitor, and uh, mate, I can't wait for him to play. He's been in great form with the Cowboys, and uh, he deserves his spot tonight. Tady, and you've seen a lot of Tommy Dearden, of course, because of your Cowboys connection, but also Tommy Gilbert, who I think is ready-made for Origin. I think he plays twenty Origins, Tommy Gilbert minimum. Uh, a tremendous young man. Um, if Tom Gilbert came to you, if you're in the Origin camp, Tady, as one of the coaching staff. And Tom Gilbert comes to you and says, Tady, I'm feeling a little bit nervous. I need some advice. What would, you be, what would your advice to be to, to Tommy Gilbert and how to handle the occasion? Well, well, mate, I think, you know, having nerves is good. I mean, you, 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 any game you play, whether you play 30 or 1, you're going to be nervous about playing Origin because there's a lot of pressure and expectation. So like, the first thing I'd be saying to him is that's normal. That's what it's all about. I think the big thing for Tommy is... is well, I know he's a really emotional sort of a guy and a player, um, and he plays with his heart on his sleeve. So I, I think it's about just keeping that in check and, and, and keeping those emotions um, from, from boiling over. Because he he's a bit like Gordy Tallis in the fact that the red mist comes over and he, he gets really aggressive and gets wound up. Um, but, mate, I'm with you. I think, you know, he'll, he'll play 20 Origins. He's ready-made for it. Like Tommy did, and he's a competitor, and he looks... He looks for that contact and to compete on each play. So, 
mate, he, he's a wonderful young kid, and he, he'll he'll go really well tonight. He'll thrive in this this Origin arena because the the tougher it gets, the harder he goes. Go back to 2006, leading into the game three, that famous game in Melbourne, Tady, which you scored an amazing try, and then of course the famous Darren Lockyer try, who he takes all the accolades for that game, but many t- seem to forget that you were the one that scored under the post to allow him to score that try. But we won't go back there. But what we will talk about leading into the game is, you know, it's become folklore, the discussion apparently that Mal Meninga had with Petro Sivanasiva and Stephen Price and said, guys, if we lose this game, we're New South Wales four in a row and you as front rowers have got to lead this team. Now, there's been some questions about the, the I suppose, the ineffectiveness of of Josh Papali'i in the first two games. Do, do you feel as though that maybe a conversation of that nature has been had with Josh Papali'i about the importance of his legacy in tonight's game? But, but, to be honest, that's, I, I don't think he's been that bad at all. I just don't think he's played enough game time. I, 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 you know, I know the first game they obviously got their rotation all out of whack um, when one of the guys went off early in that game um, with Xavier Coates, obviously. That, that sort of threw the... the, the Interchange, yeah, but mate, I, I think he started really well in the first game, and I thought we should have put him on a lot earlier um, in that second half when we were in Sydney. Um, so, mate, I, I think some of the criticism about Josh Papali has been a bit unfair, mate. I, I, I think tonight, if we're to be successful, mate, one of those forwards is going to have to grab the game by the scruff of the neck. And you know, I was talking to Matty Scott about this um, yesterday. You know, he said any time that we played throughout that era. One of the big boys, and him included, would really own the game and just own it early and get us off on a great start and get him get him on the front foot. So he is the spiritual leader, Josh Papali'i. He's a forward leader within that group, um, and he, he has copped a bit of criticism, whether it's been fair or unfair. But I'd expect him to play more minutes tonight, hopefully, because I think he needs to, and I think he'll start the game with a bang, mate. And if he does that, um, that'll get us on the front foot. But uh, yeah, I honestly don't think he's been um, as bad as what some of the pundits have been making out. Yeah, well well said, Tate. We were talking about that earlier, weren't we, Sats? And I reckon you'll end up crossing the line for a, for a try tonight. Uh, we're, we're chatting to Brent Tate at the moment. Uh, we're live from Gambaro's as we count down to State of Origin 3, the decider. We've got a question for Tate. 0467 736 736. Tate, what do you make of this other stuff that's been in the news all week as well about, you know, Queensland's record in deciders at Suncorp Stadium. We only have to go back 12 months. The Blues belted Queensland uh, at Suncorp 26-0. What's the difference between a game two and a decider? Is it an extra layer of pressure for New South Wales or, or is that pressure more on Queensland? Man, I always found when you won the first game, the second game was always really, really difficult to win. And I don't know why that is. Like, I think subconsciously or not, you just know you've got a second chance. So I always found playing in that second game when you're 1-0 up really, really difficult to to have, I guess, that same hunger and desire that you have when it's either a decider or game one. So, look, I think they'll be a completely different kettle of fish. Uh, Suncorp is a different beast, but the only way it's going to be a different beast is if they play well and start well and bring the crowd into the game. And if they can do that... Um, mate, it's, a, it's an intimidating place to play for New South Wales, I'm sure. So really important they start well tonight. Um, we have got a good record, but, um, you know, we are going to have to to play well to get the crowd into it. And once that happens, mate, then they get on a roll, well, anything can happen. So um, look, this, this Blues team are going to take some beating tonight. It's going to take a really special performance by this Queensland team to win, make no mistake. But 
that's what Origin's built on. That's our legacy's being built on being the underdog and not having Cam Munster there tonight. And young Tommy did and can, you know, has a chance to come in and make his mark. So, mate, it's a big occasion for all these boys. And, um, you know, they've got a huge responsibility to go out there and get the job done tonight. But, you know, I know Billy's got full confidence in them. They're prepared really well. And, um, mate, I can't wait for it. 1988, Wally Lewis missed his first Origin match. Peter Jackson stepped in at 5-8th, man of the match performance, Queensland win. Now, before we let you go, Tady, uh, really quickly, let's fast forward to 10 o'clock tonight. Queensland have won the game. Who's the player that has had the game of his life? Mate, I think uh, if Queensland had to win tonight, I think we're going to need Caitlin Ponga to beat his absolute best and I and I mean not just for periods in the game I think he's going to have to beat his best for the whole game um, and I think if he does that mate and it means something to him and he's ready to make his mark on State of Origin well tonight is no better night so if we're going to win mate um, our forwards obviously have to do a really good job and him off the back of that um, heavily involved in everything we do in a, with the ball in hand all right, Tady, thanks for your time today, mate. We appreciate it. No doubt you're busy going from function to function. Look forward to seeing you in the car trip home later on tonight. Which house will we drop <laughs> you off at? Which mansion? Oh, no, mate. Just, yeah, oh, I've got a couple there, but, uh, mate, if, if Sats is going to be in the car, mate, I'd rather walk, to be fair. Right, yeah, done, done deal. <laughs> Tady, uh, thanks for joining us, mate. Brent Tate there, Origin legend. Uh, thanks for your time on our Origin Countdown. There you have it. Brent Tate. That's all right. Got out of giving him a lift home. It's good. Well, he never pays you for fuel, so nah, no, no. Although, it's a very nice house, a very large house. The one big we dropped, house. Big house we dropped mm. him off to in a nice suburb. You with your hand on the horn as we take off down the road at 10.30 at night. It's not a good look. Not really... Not really walking And throwing neighbors, stuff out yeah. onto the front lawn is not a good look either. We better get to a break. This is the Origin Countdown on SENQ, 6.93am in Brisbane. We're counting down to kickoff. The Decider. Game three, Suncorp Stadium tonight. This is SENQ's State of Origin Countdown on 693 SENQ. Yeah, live from Gambaro, Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here. Uh, we're only a, a short throw from Suncorp Stadium. Kickoff, in fact, in six hours. 21 minutes and 27 seconds, to be uh, precise. Uh, after 2 o'clock, your chance to win a $50 voucher to the Sporting Globe. Yep. So stand by for that. Sats has got a quiz question for you. Right now, though, he's the best in the business. He's the Courier Mail's chief league writer, Pete Bedell, joining us. Pete, any breaking news around the Queensland team this afternoon? G'day, team. What a day. Yeah, look, it's, it's big news on Tom Dearden, of course. There's been a lot of speculation as to whether he will start for the Maroons tonight. My information is that he will start at 5'8". Now, there's been a lot of conjecture, and Billy Slater, the coach, of course, has been playing ducks and drakes and silly buggers about the selection permutations. But uh, I'm told that Dearden trained at the captain's run yesterday in the number six jumper at 5'8", outside Daly Cherry Evans, and... I'd be very surprised if Billy makes a late change. I think you'll find Tom Dearden starts tonight in the decider in the, in the biggest game of his career. Pete, take your Maroubra hat off where you were born, and you've covered a lot of origin deciders over the years. How do you think this plays <laughs> out tonight in a decider at Suncorp with you know, such a patriotic crowd? Yeah, look... Oh. That's, look, I've tipped the, the Queenslanders. I, I would like to see Queensland win, but I must say, if 
to me, if New South Wales are on their game, I think they get the they get the shield. They retain the shield. I think there's no reason for them not to win if they're at their peak. But of course, as we know, Sats, Origin deciders are different beasts, and especially at Suncorp, it's an intimidating atmosphere. And the Maroons always lift, I reckon, another 10 or 20% playing in front of 50,000 screaming Queenslanders. So, you know, the, the, the Blues haven't won Sats for 17 years in a decider at, at Suncorp. Oh. That underlines just how much pressure there is to winning Queensland. But if, if they give space and time for Nathan Cleary, he's the best player in the game, and he'll get them home. Pete, come on. This decider stat that everyone keeps throwing out and New South Wales chances at Suncorp, it means it's something. a crap stat. It's not. It's a crap. New South Wales, game two last year, 26-0. Game two is always the hardest game. It's always, it's always the hardest game to play in. Okay, and they won game one. Yeah. They lost well. game three. Well, it was all over. They, weren't, they didn't even turn up. Seriously. Why do we keep harping on about this? Why do you journos, Pete? I'm pointing the finger at you. Why do you guys keep bringing up this stat? I don't reckon that stat means uh, obviously it means, it means a lot. Tonight. No, it doesn't. It's a decider. It's now, a new. It's a new series. Now, stats. Pete, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked uh, our good friend Brent Tate about ten minutes ago. If Queensland had to win the game, who's the player that we're talking about tomorrow morning? Well, for me, Sats, there's two, there's two people. With Daly Cherry Evans and Caleb Ponga. I think without Cameron Munster, it's a massive blow for Queensland. And I just don't know if Daly Cherry Evans... Look, I don't know if he's got... He, well, we know he doesn't have the magic of Munster. He doesn't have the instinctive brilliance. But what he does have is the, the game management. He's got a cool head under pressure. And I think for Queensland to win, the forwards need to give Daly the space and time to set the back line alight. And then I think we need to see Kalen Ponga produce probably the best performance of his career. We know he's got the talent. We know he's got the game-breaking brilliance. And if he produces his best performance, I think Queensland, he, he's the X factor that is missing now that Munster's gone. He can deliver it. All right. I'm, I'm sending this tape down to your colleagues in Sydney. You've deserted New South Wales, Pete. I'm, <laughs> so we should. I'm discuss- you have to hand in your Bra Boys so membership. Should. You know that. <laughs> Yeah, the 2035 is being replaced by 4128, boys. <laughs> we're going to have to, you know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to rub out that tattoo you've got on your arm, mate. So that's it, you're done. Pete Vidal, best in the business. No, he's from... got one of those slag tags across the bottom of his back. <laughs> you can't say that. Yeah. No, you can't. Yeah. Got... Pete Vidal, we're going to let you go. Thanks for joining us on our Origin Countdown. And uh, I hope you enjoy game three, mate. No worries, boys. Anytime. Cheers. There's a phrase I never thought I'd hear on SEN. I'm not going to repeat it either. Hey, we better get to a break. This is our Origin Countdown on SENQ, 6.93am in Brisbane, and also on SEN, 16.20 Gold Coast. Back soon. We're counting down to kickoff. The Decider. Game three, Suncorp Stadium tonight. This is SENQ's State of Origin Countdown on 693 SENQ. It's so good to be here. We're outside Gambaro's Hotel on Caxton Street. Scotty Sattler is here. Come and say hello. Hopefully you won't be one of the people abused uh, if you're wearing blue. He's, what he's doing is when people walk out in Maroon's jersey, he's telling them something, which I can't repeat on no. here. Do you realise no, that... in Blue's jersey. Yes, well, oh, sorry, in Blue's jerseys. But can you imagine the review for Gambaro's after this? It's not a, PVL will be all over you, mate. Mm. It, you, you can't... They'll say, the room's great, but some bloke in a cheap suit out the front was abusing me the whole day. 
What's the go I've there? I've got to think about that, actually. I've got to, I've got to yeah, change stop my tact. 0467 736 736 is our text number. Uh, we're going to give away a... Well, we're meant to give away a $50 voucher. I've upped it. You've upped it to what? $100. $100 Sporting, Sporting Globe, Globe voucher. Brisbane and Gold Coast locations. Yeah, you get to choose. Yep. Uh, a good question on the text coming up uh, real soon with uh, Scotty Sattler. Uh, we'll get to that shortly. On the text line, you got a text after we spoke to Brent Tate from Petro Sivanasiva there. I did. There, Sats. Yeah, big Petro's listening to us, and he said... In relation to how tight Tatey is, I said, I've seen Tatey on the way into Suncorp catching the Hornybrook bus into the city, still using his 1995 Clontarf Beach High School student pass. <laughs> Need confirmation, please. That's mm. incredible. If you're on that bus, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Get a photo for us. We'll put it up on Snapchat. Is that, is that the thing? The TikTok. We'll put it up on the TikTok. More of the pre-game show as we count down to Origin. The Decider... Coming up real soon, uh, we are live from Caxton Street on SENQ 963 AM. It's the decider. Game three, Suncorp Stadium tonight. This is SENQ's State of Origin Countdown, live from Gambaro's on 693 SENQ. Yeah, it is the countdown to game three of the State of Origin series. It is the decider. We are live from Gambaro's on Caxton Street. Scotty Sattler, uh, you played one Origin, 2003 in Sydney. What's happened? A scooter's just fallen over. Oh, I'll turn your mic back on. Yes. No, I've actually... We, we've got movement in the kebab shop across the road. Fantastic. Okay, I just want to let you know that. Rightio. Uh, we'll get to you at 11.30 tonight, kebab shop. You just uh, stay there. Don't go anywhere. Um, hello to our listeners through SENQ 693am in Brisbane, SEN 620am on the Gold Coast, and also through the SEN app. Uh, we are outside Gambaro's, as I said. We're getting ready the state of origin three getting ready for war that's what we're getting ready for oh it's just getting more and more exciting isn't it Mm. there's a busload of people turning up now isn't that good they're not for us but in in saying that um you just you start to feel the energy build on caxton street you just slowly yeah the traffic is constant uh but we're just starting to see the the amount of foot traffic starting to build as well all different jerseys usually it's just littered with Queensland jerseys, but I've got to say, there's a lot of blues jerseys. Isn't there? Yeah. I reckon those, that Queensland onslaught will come after, after work hours as a lot of people move from the city down to Caxton Street, so no doubt. It'll be buzzing. Six o'clock tonight, it will be absolutely humming here on Caxton Street. Now, uh, 0467 736 736, that is our text number, Sats. Uh, we're going to give away, uh, you've upped it from a $50 Sporting Globe voucher to a $100 yes. Sporting Globe voucher. Now, One of the most amazing locations, if you haven't been, yeah. if you don't like sport, it doesn't matter. Unbelievable menu, great food, but if you are a sports lover, yep. 60, 70 screens, yeah, outstanding. Every sport around the world on. My suggestion, though, mm-hmm. if you're going, uh, choose your company. Well, I, I went to Super Bowl uh, this year with, with uh, one of my work colleagues, and he ate a tofu salad for lunch. Whilst I, I think I downed about four kilos of ribs, uh, this person had a glass of water and a tofu salad. Looked a lot like you, Scott Sattler. It wasn't a tofu salad, it's a nourish bowl. And what's so it's a nourish bowl. So if you, want to go, if you want to go to the Sporting Globe and 
If you're going to sporting globe tonight, we're on air? if you're going to get a sporting globe tonight, listeners, and yep. you're going to watch the state of origin, it'll be on every screen tonight. It'll be absolutely, yeah, absolutely. heaving. And how many nourish bowls do you think people? No, will but buy? if you go there, you go. Oh, I don't know about. It. I want to go there. I don't want to eat wings and ribs and beautiful yep. steaks and chips. And yeah, yeah. Because there's a large majority that will. But there is this thing on the menu called the nourish bowl. You know we're on air, and it's it's a healthy version in a pub-like atmosphere. Yeah, look, no doubt it tastes nice. It's outstanding. Well, you are the 1998 Gardener of the Year on the Gold Coast, so congratulations. All right, what's your question? The first correct text message we get through on 0467 736 736 will win this $100 voucher. Now, the crap stat that you don't want to listen to is around the dominance that Queensland have had in deciders at Suncorp. So the listeners, first text message... Is this Lang Park and Suncorp Stadium? Well, this one will only... This this question will only include Suncorp Stadium. Okay, right. So first listener to text in 0467736736. Yes. Out of the last 10 origin deciders at Suncorp, how many of Queensland won? Okay. So out of the last 10 origin deciders at Suncorp Stadium, so this will be over the last 20 years, roughly? Uh, yeah, about that. How many of Queensland won? Yes. Only deciders, not game threes, just deciders. It's five, isn't it? Well, I'm not going to tell you the answer because we've got to wait for the listener to text in. 0467-736-736. We, we did lose some when you start talking about a nourish bowl. There we go. There's another with, blue jersey. I should wrap that He's got two. He should, no, he can't. Again. Why not? Can't. See, look, you can't, you can't say... You can't threaten the guests of Gambaro's <laughs> Hotel as they come by. It's not going to good look on the room. Room's nice, breakfast delicious, but there was a bloke in a tweed jacket... <laughs> Out the front who just kept abusing and threatening me. With leather patches on his elbows. <laughs> yeah. Are you a professor? <laughs> I, I never realised you were a professor. The way I'm dressed? Yeah. Oh, okay. Very nice tonight. Mm. Uh, 0467 736 736. The first correct text through wins that prize. Let's talk about uh, some plays involved in tonight's clash. Uh, Dane Gagai, you spoke to him during the week, Sats. He's got to be under pressure. He's, he's defensive efforts. In the first two games, I think he's had something like 20, 26 missed tackles. It's, in, it's incredible mm. the amount of missed tackles he's had. Any concerns around him still being in the centres? I know he scored a lot of tries for now, Queensland, but his attack's not the question. I it's don't have defense. a concern that he's in the side because I think when he's going to play at Suncorp Stadium, he's had some of his greatest achievements and his greatest games in origin at Suncorp Stadium. Sometimes some locations just feel good. They just feel right. So um, I've got to say, I'm concerned about how New South Wales have exposed him. But I think at Suncourt, where he feels very comfortable and where the field... Funnily enough, when you're playing these games, you've got big crowds. Yeah. And it's your home ground. You feel as though the surface is quicker for you. Yeah. You feel as though the field is wider for you. You feel as though that you can move... Uh, a lot more fleet-footed across the ground. When you are the opposition side, the crowd seems closer. You feel a lot more claustrophobic. And it's really difficult for kicking games if, you, if it's not your, your home stadium. So I'm going to say that Dane Gagai tonight will have a game... Um, We'll have a game that we'll be talking about tomorrow morning. Uh, Murray sent us a text, 0467-736-736. He says nine. Is that correct? Incorrect, Murray. 
another text here. Please put your name on it and where you're from. It says five. I said five. Is that correct or incorrect? Incorrect. Another one here that says seven. So ending in 388. Yep. Seven is incorrect. And slipper says 10. Is that correct? That's incorrect. Right, yeah. And there's one here actually with the phone number ending in 311 out of the last 10 origin deciders. <laughs> oh, right. Queensland one. 12. No, that's, that's I got incorrect. I've got a feeling that's come from a, a, a venue on Caxton Street already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on Gagai, uh, you and Bad spoke to him during the week on Sports Day, which you can hear weeknights from six here on SEN, and you asked him about what he thought of Billy Slater as a coach. It's funny, I always said when I come into camp in 2015, and I was, I was sitting up the back of the room, and I remember Josh Pali, a couple of years, was on my left, and um, Noel was talking to the group about how New South Wales like to defend, and then Cameron Smith... Cooper Conk, Jonathan Thurston, Billy Slater all spoke about what they were going to do, where they wanted the boys to get to, and like I'd, I'd never heard nothing like it. And I just remember sitting back on, oh, this team coaches itself; it doesn't need a coach. And and obviously Billy was a pivotal part of that. And um, but then when Mel spoke, he he made you believe that you could do anything, and and um, just gave you that confidence and if he told you you could run through a brick, brick wall you'd probably go do it thinking you could so um, now that Billy's head coach he, he definitely brings all those uh, qualities he's um, he's left no stone unturned everything he's done um, to prepare us has been on point um, and it's just given us every chance um, to I guess be able to take that field with confidence and then having Cameron Smith and JT and Nate Miles and Greg Inglis in camp too, they also um, just bring that belief and confidence in what it means to be a Queenslander. So um, as in Billy being head coach, he, he's definitely, um, you, you wouldn't think it's his first year. And mm. it probably isn't. He's been doing it his whole career. Yeah, it's really interesting hearing those comments because it must be hard for Billy Slater, who's just retired as a mm. player, to get the respect of the current playing group. Well, he, he gets plays res- for some of them. Well, he gets respect straight away. Because, because of his performance on the field? And the way that he conducted himself, yeah. so professional, so measured and everything, has an aura about him. So straight away when he coaches, uh, yes, he's really good friends with a lot of the players that he's, that he's played with. You know, Harry Grants and your Dane Gagos and those sort of players. But it's the respect that they hold him in that he automatically gets that respect when he walks in the room as a coach. And they're not taking advantage of it because Billy doesn't suffer fools. Yeah. And they know that. So if you if you're a, I remember back in back at Penrith in 2001, Roy Simmons unfortunately lost his job, and Greg Alexander was going to take over. As many were pushing for Greg Alexander to be the next coach, and he just retired two years previous, and he didn't take the role on purely because of that reason. Is because that he was too close to some of the players. Still, uh, he still would have been an amazing coach. I think it was a missed opportunity for Brandy. He's a assistant coach with the Blues, but with Billy, you know, different era different player and you know, in the full-time era of rugby league, mm. he proved to all those players how professional he was both on and off the field. Is Tom Gilbert a bit of a madman in Crazy. a nice way? Crazy. Yeah. He's, he's one of those guys that's, you know, as soon as he puts a mouth guard in, it flicks the switch at the back of his throat. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a terrific kid, a great kid off the field, really intense. And I think... If he doesn't let the nerves get the better of him tonight, like nerves are great, means it means something. If, he, if means you're you nervous. care, right? Yeah. yeah. But if he can control those tonight, uh, he could 
he could start a, a pretty big pathway when it comes to origin. This is what Dane Gagai had to say about Tom Gilbert. At training the other day, we were just doing um, a bit of a, a pose, and um, Corey Oates is known for them tough carries. Um, took a carry, and Gilbert just lent into him, and not not trying to hurt him or nothing, and just sat him flat on his back. And, and then he started apologising after us, and, and uh, Corey Oates is just sitting there going, mate, don't say sorry, just do it on Wednesday, so... So, um, yeah, I can't wait to take the field with him. He's one of them blokes, you know, that's just going to turn up, um, do his job and, and do it at 110%. And like you said, he's got, got a bit of that crazy about him and I think that's what um, Origin's been based on, yeah. those type of players. Yeah, true, eh? You need someone like that in the team. Yeah, you do. You need that little bit of cray-cray in the side. Um, one thing with Tommy Gilbert is when he goes out there, adrenaline takes over and you think you've got to chase everything and do everything in, the, in a five-minute space. Yeah. Yeah, being able to channel that and control it and just get involved in the efforts you need to get involved in and turn up when you needed to turn up and just don't chase everything like a blue healer. That's going to be the, that's going to be the big concern for, for any debutante in the forwards. When I heard this uh, the other night when you and Badge were talking to Dane Gagai on Sports Day, just the hairs on the back, and it's doing it again now, the hairs on the back of my neck and my arms just stood up. This is Dane Gagai talking about running out on Suncorp Stadium. Yeah, definitely that feeling when you, you run out and you, you feel the flames and the heat on your body. And I actually just got goosebumps then when you're talking about it and me just picturing it. It's just, um, yeah, there's no words that can describe it. It's just one of the most special feelings that you'll, you'll ever feel as a footy player. And um, the, the Queensland supporters, um, it, yeah, it's just phenomenal. I think Cam Smith explained it best when you run out and you hear that roar, you, you feel it, you literally feel it go through your body and it just makes your hairs and your arms stand up and, um, yeah, you just don't want to let your state down and, and don't want to let your teammates down. So I'm looking forward to that feeling again, but in saying that, we've still got a bit of time before then, so i just got to make sure I stay calm and I'm doing everything right to get myself there. How does that make you feel, Sats, when you hear that? Oh, envious. Yeah. Envious because I didn't get to play Origin at Suncorp. I played in Sydney. And when I ran out for Origin in Sydney and then New South Wales ran out, I'd never felt my body shake internally like it did to the point where it actually was quite intimidating. You know, 83,000 people. And I played a grand final in a couple of months later that same year. The, the, the amount of effect that the, the crowd had on your body far outweighed a grand final. And Suncorp Stadium at 52,500 people. I, you know, I've played some big games at Suncorp NRL games. I remember we played the Broncos there in, in 2003 on a Friday night, and there was 48,000 there, and it was, it was heaving, and there was a lot of Broncos fans, not many Penrith fans. And we ended up getting a win that night, so we were able to silence the crowd. But when you talk to some of the players, like your Brent Tates and Justin Hodges, he touched on it earlier mm. on. There's a two-minute buzzer that goes. And everyone says, what do you miss about rugby league? I miss the two-minute buzzer. The two-minute buzzer says, you're going to be running on in two minutes. Straight away, you feel the energy in the dressing shed just start to grow. And everyone's doing their last-minute preparations, whether it's going to get in your mouth guard, strapping your, 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 uh, your, your socks up, or going to the toilet for a last-minute nervous, nervous wee, whatever it may be. And then all of a sudden, the linesman comes to the room and says, we're ready, boys. And everyone starts walking towards the door. And the door is generally closed at Lang Park, Suncorp Stadium. And when they open that door and you 
take two steps and then turn left and you look at the eastern side touchline, this heat just hits you in the face. And that's at an NRL game. I can't even imagine yeah. what it would be like at an Orange game. This, this heat hits you in the face. And as you run out, it's like you're running against a strong breeze because of the force of the voices that are of the noises of the of the screaming fans that are coming straight at you. So um, envious and cannot wait to hear what the decibel level will be tonight when Queensland run out for, for what is another game that I know Queensland are always pitched as the underdogs, as backs to the wall. But, but that's been Queensland since Absolutely. 1980. That's what has built origin. So yep. yeah, I can't wait for it tonight. I'm starting to get Goosebumps now oh, talking mate, about it. Incre- I've got hairs I didn't even know I had <laughs> now standing up. So that's, it's, it's incredible. Hey, uh, great insight there. Thank you for that. And that was a great chat with G- uh, Dane Gagai uh, during the week on Sports Day. You can, you can find that whole interview and, and have a listen to it on the podcast. Congratulations, Mick. He was the first correct texter through on 0467 736 736. He guessed correctly it is eight. Yeah, we had a couple of listeners. Thank you very much. What was the question again? Out of the last 10 deciders at Suncorp, how many of Queensland won? Um, Damon from Kedron had eight as well. But just unfortunately, just a little bit later than Mick. And we had a couple of people come in with eight. So, yeah, well done, Mick. And you did. You did so early. We did have some say 12. Yes. Um, Kelly at Carolee says 37. Barry, <laughs> Barry Ryan says eight as well, but just a little bit later yeah. than Mick, unfortunately. Thank you for your text. Keep them coming through 0467 736 736. This is our Origin Countdown. Live from Cambara, Gambaros, I should say, in Caxton Street. We aren't long until kickoff. Do you want to know the exact time, Sats? Hit me. Five hours, 49 minutes, and 57 seconds. Until kickoff of the Decider here at Suncorp Study. We better get to a break because I'm excited. Uh, we'll be back real soon. Michelle Bishop's going to join us before three with all the latest blues news from inside the camp. Tony Alden from Channel 7, he's a meteorologist, one of the best in the business, actually. He's going to give us the forecast. Cold night tonight. I believe it's going to be freezing. Yeah. There's a bit of a breeze around, too. It's going to be quite cold at kickoff tonight. Will that play an advantage for anyone? What, how cold it is? Yeah. No, how, it's actually well, quite actually, windy. It's really windy around the, which will the help precinct. Burton. Yeah, well, it'll, it'll swirl in a stadium like that, which is going to be really difficult. This will suit New South Wales because of all the Penrith boys. They feel like they're just playing at Penrith Park exactly. on a Friday night. And the Pan Doctor that comes down the Blue <laughs> That's Mountains. Right. I want to ask also yeah. Tony, yeah. the meteorologist, Me- yep. when they say it's eight but it feels like three. It's rubbish. That's what it's supposed to be tonight. It yeah. feels like four. Yeah. And what's a Hector Pascal? I want to ask him that as well. Uh, this is our countdown to origin on 693 uh, SENQ AM in Brisbane. Uh, also, SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. Back in a moment. We're counting down to kickoff. The Decider. Game three, Suncorp Stadium tonight. This is SENQ's State of Origin Countdown on 693 SENQ. Text us on 0467-736-736. Kelly text us back. Kelly from Carolee, who texted 30. What was the question again? Out of the last 10 deciders at Suncorp, how many of Queensland won? Mick was correct, and a number of, of our listeners said eight. Yep, which was the right answer. Kelly at Carolee said 37. Which is slightly out, but uh, <laughs> she has come back and said mine was overall laugh out loud. By the time I found it, I forgot the question. <laughs> 
So you Googled it <laughs> and got it wrong. Well done, Kerry. Uh, Kelly, I should say, thanks for your text. Love you being involved. Get involved anytime. You can follow us on Instagram as well, SCN Queensland. Find us there on Twitter and Facebook as well. And grab a podcast of our great chats today with, well, not talking us up, I'm talking our guests up, uh, of Tady uh, Hodjo. We had, we had Justin Hodges? Yeah, we had him on, and he's fighting that Instagram influencer. Yep. What do you call an Instagram model with a cold? Influenza. Yeah. Oh, oh, you already gave it away with it. Yeah, I know. Not being able to pronounce influenza. All right, I'm going I'm to rework that before I take it on the road. Uh, you can grab a podcast of the show by subscribing to SEN Queensland, uh, either via iTunes or Spotify. Never miss a moment from any of the shows here on SEN. Great to have your company as we count down to Origin number three. And it doesn't just end here. Of course, uh, myself and Jared Wallace, mm-hmm. who obviously played Origin as well. He's a fog. Suspended at the moment. He is suspended, um, doing absolutely nothing. Although he said, I had to train last week. I go, well, you're a footballer. Mm. That's what you do for a living, yeah. J-Well. So he'll be helping me smash some pies uh, on Sports Day tonight, live from next to the Wally Lewis statue, um, which is outside Gate A, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, okay. So Because it doesn't look like Wally. So if it you, does look it like It doesn't Wally. look like Wally. It looks like Wally from Narang. It doesn't look like Wally Lewis. Statues, I mean, it's not as bad as um, old mates in Melbourne. Cam Smith and Billy Slater, horrific. Like that, horrific. Fright, that frightens pigeons. Yeah. Seriously, I'm not landing on that. It's going to eat me. So what about the, the Arthur Beats and the Mal Meninga and the Darren Lockyer statues down there? No, nah, no, nah, dodgy. I reckon there's just a statue shop somewhere and it's just buy them off the shelf. <laughs> And we go, that's Wally. Go, oh, yeah, it is. No, it's, is it? Is, I don't know if that is Wally. And, and people have their photos. Going, that's not Wally. That was one they made earlier for a bloke who, who cancelled his order. No, it does. It does look like Wally a bit. Uh, we'll be down there between 6 and 7 tonight. And, of course, the Queensland bias call with yourself and Mark Braybrook from 7 o'clock tonight. And, of course, uh, Grant, Gary? Grant. Grant, our... Um, uh, rookie recruit yes. who's going to be in the commentary box mm. uh, in the pre-game show in half time with yourself and Mark Braybrook looking forward to it. he's going to give you guys a hand and some pointers on how really? to okay. yeah, yeah. Yep. he's never described a rugby league game before in his life but because he put some crowd sound effects behind his demo we thought we'd give him the gig okay. <laughs> right? it cost him a dollar <laughs> And he's in the commentary box, which is best seats in the house tonight in our, in our suite yep. at Suncorp Stadium. We are getting close to kickoff. Do you want an update? I want an update. Exact time. All right, I'm going to give you an update. Five hours, 40 minutes, and 17 seconds till kickoff in State of Origin 3. We're going to get a news update when we come back. Tony Alden, the meteorologist from Channel 7, is going to... Uh, Explain to us what the forecast is going to and be like. And what a barometer tonight. is. Yeah, what is a barometer? I don't know. It's a measurement of something. Atmospheric pressure. I want to know what it is. Hector Pascals. Yeah. Is that the guy in IT or is that <laughs> a weather thing? We don't know. Is Tony. his name Hector Pascals? Yes. Yeah. Last name, Mr. Pascals <laughs> in IT. Or probably HR with a name like that. Anyway, break time. Let's get to the news. Back in a moment, live from We're the counting down to kickoff. The Decider. Game 3, Suncorp Stadium tonight. This is SENQ's State of Origin Countdown on 693 SENQ. Scott Sattler, Jason Matthews outside Gambaro's on Caxton Street for our Origin Countdown. Suncorp Stadium in 5 hours, 37 minutes and 15 seconds. I'm so glad I found this timer. (laughs) 
It's kept me occupied uh, all day during our outside broadcast. We're here till three o'clock. Uh, and um, Michelle Bishop, by the way, she's joining us before three. She's inside the Blues camp, went on a walk with the team this morning at 10.30 through uh, Brisbane, and she said as well, and we've noticed it early here, Sats, uh, down Caxton Street, a lot of people in Blues gear today. So, Well, well Blatchy's Blues, who have done a tremendous job yep. when they first started that, only three or four mates, and then the New South Wales Rugby League bought that over and took over that program. That is actually allowed a lot of New South Wales fans to have access to large portion of tickets, large groups of tickets, and then and being able to attend Suncorp Stadium in big numbers as well, which I hate. Mm. I don't like it at all. Okay. But there's a lot of expats also living up here as well from New South Wales, enjoying the wonderful sunshine of Queensland, like mm. myself. It's, there's a lot of sunshine at the moment, but it's still very cold. It is very cold, and that's a really nice segue to our next guest He's Channel 7's meteorologist. You didn't even mean that. Tony Auden is joining us uh, now on SEN. Tony, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, fellas. Look, that's one of the smoothest segues I've ever had into weather. Mm-hmm. It's very good. You'll win an award for that, Scott. You know that. It's called being a professional in the biz. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, speaking about being professionals, how cold is it going to be at kickoff tonight at Origin 3? Well, short answer, pretty cold. Obviously, the sun's shining right now, uh, but those gusts, when they come through, if you're stuck in the shade, there's a wind chill of about 9 or 10 degrees. So, to kick off, uh, looking at a temperature around 12, 13 degrees, sort of dropping by a degree or two through the game. But if you get a gust of wind coming through those upper stands of Suncorp, you'll probably feel a good 7 or 8 degrees cooler. It's, look, it's pretty sheltered. It's pretty closed in. I don't think it's going to affect the playing surface too much, but if you're in the upper reaches of the stands, you'll definitely want a couple of layers. Yeah, Tony, you mentioned that wind, which it's, it's quite heavy coming down Suncorp, Caxton uh, Street now. But tonight, by the time kickoff is around, it's so important with the kicking game, especially New South Wales' Matt Burton, who will rely on it. Will, will that wind still be around, come kickoff around 8.10, 8.15? Well, it should be easing back a little bit, but I think we'll see uh, those gusts be a little bit lighter, and probably every five or ten minutes you'll just get that strong gust come through. So it'll be pretty fluky as to whether it's going to affect the kicking game. If you just happen to have a a ball sitting up in the air as a gust comes through, then you could get a a little bit of funky flight. The main thing probably, uh, it's going to be really dry air coming through, so I don't think we're going to get much in the way of you. It should be drier conditions, good playing conditions, and no excuses. That's good. Beautiful. Now, can you please educate me, because when... When you meteorologists uh, always... Don't say when you meteorologists. That's, okay, that, that's, that's really when attacking. When meteorologists say it's going to be nine degrees but it feels like four, yeah. isn't it just four degrees? Correct. No, technically it's nine, but uh, there's actually oh, okay. a fairly complicated calculation that looks at how heat uh, interacts with the skin. So on a, a hot, humid day with not much wind, you get sweaty. That heat doesn't escape from the skin. So on a, a summer's day, it feels hotter than it is. Winter, no sunlight, dry wind, wicking away any heat from the skin. That, that feels like it's actually pretty good in the shade. And the, uh, the temperature, look, just the number that we're used to, it's easy to think about that one number, but the feels like I find it is actually pretty good. Radio. How often do you make up the weather, Tony? Um, only about 10 to 15% of the time. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. It's got to be one of the hardest jobs in the world. I mean, it's one of those things where it can just change in a heartbeat, can't it? So you might say, particularly when you have to do like a, a week-long forecast, is there a bit of guesswork in that? Oh, you, you're basically weighing up... Uh, 
percentages of what's going to happen, especially here in Queensland, as we've seen over the past few months, there's been some very yeah. fluky weather. A couple of the big events I reckon I've picked pretty well. A couple of the others, look, you're trying to hedge your bets on what's going to happen. You might have one scenario or model telling you it's going to be 500 millimetres of rain and the other one telling you it's going to be complete sunshine a week out. So you've got to try and weigh up uh, what the best thing is and what the strength of you know, the information is that you have. Now, I did read uh, throughout the week, Tony, that we're, we're suffering some sort of cold snap coming across from New Zealand. Is that right? Across the eastern seaboard from from Melbourne up to around the Queensland-New South Wales border? That's pretty much today is the worst of it. We've got those winds. They will ease back a little bit tonight and uh, into late tomorrow. So we're looking at colder nights but calmer, mostly sunny days. So honestly, the nights will be cold, but we'll get a little bit of reprieve during the day if you can get out into the sunshine. Beautiful, mate. And finally, before we let you go, thanks for the forecast on Suncorp tonight. Will we, uh, have we seen the last of La Nina? Has that thing buggered off yet or what's going on? Uh, Lightning buggered off for now, but there's just a chance it could come back for a third year in a row. It could be a triple dip third summer. So for now, watch this space. It's winter. We don't get too much flooding, um, but we'll just have to watch this space late spring of the summer and just see what happens over those summer months again. Is it going to be a wet summer? Short answer, if we have a La Nina, yes, it will probably be a, another wet one, um, but that's a problem for a future months. We can just enjoy a bit of winter sunshine for now. Beautiful. Tony Auden, the meteorologist from... That's a hard word to say. It is. Uh, from Channel 7. We appreciate your origin forecast for us, mate. Thank you. Thank you, guys, and go Maroons. Yeah, there you have it, Tony Auden. He is the best in the business. He is actually not just a, a weather guy. He is actually a meteorologist. So he sits down and works it all out. And all, is, oh, is he still Would he have a weather cock in his backyard? <laughs> we, we've got one in the Sports Day studio. Really? Remember? Was his name's Jack. <laughs> no, no, Quentin... Quentin oh, Cock. Quentin de Cock, yeah. Yeah, remember that when yeah, we had to do right. the weather forecasts? Mm. Yeah. The South Africa was named after the South African cricketer. There you go, yep. Quentin, Quentin de Weathercock. Yep. That's it. That's what we called it. Anyway, we've got to go to, oh, quickly before we go to a break, 0467 736 736. Sats, a text come through from Murray. Uh, from Murray, boys, with both teams dominated by players from top tier clubs, uh, it only highlights that top players make those uh, around them better. The Fox has paid the price. Yeah, good point, Murray. Really good point. But what about in Matt Burton's case then? From the Bulldogs as well? Combinations. He's used to, used to playing with those Penrith players, absolutely. And also, Jack says, hypothetically, if Maroons were to lose, they won't, he says, will Billy be coached next year? Yes, he will be, Jack. Um, he's a future NRL coach, uh, but I don't think he'll do it for the next anywhere from five to six years. I think, he's, I think the short-term coaching is probably... His, Probably his priority at the moment. Rightio, five hours, 30 minutes and 16 seconds to kick off with the decider. State of Origin 3 just down the road from us at Suncorp Stadium. Sats and Jay's coming to you live on Caxton Street outside Gambaro's. We'll take a break. When we come back, uh, Michelle Bishop from Channel 7 and SEN will join us with all the latest news on Inside the Blues Camp. That's next. We're counting down to kick off. The Decider. Game 3, Suncorp Stadium tonight. This is SENQ's State of Origin Countdown on 693 SENQ. Yeah, welcome back to it. Live on Caxton Street, Scotty Sattler and Jason Matthews here outside Gambaro's as we count down to State of Origin 3, The Decider. 
We've only got five hours, 24 minutes and 39 seconds to be precise. And don't forget to, you can catch all the action tonight on SEN. Download the SEN app and you can catch three different calls. The neutral call, Jimmy Smith and Andrew McCulloch making yes. his debut tonight on SEN. So great to have uh, him on board. Queensland call, of course, yourself and Mark Braybrook mm-hmm. from 7 o'clock tonight. And when we say that, that, that's a Queensland biased call. Yeah. So every, is, every player will be a filthy animal tonight on air. But, but no, not, not, the, not the Queensland team. No, no, no. The Blues. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, of course, whilst the Queensland bias call is going on, Joel Kane and Spud Carroll. Don't oh, argue with Spud today. Yeah. yeah. That Blues bias call is happening too for our New South Wales listeners. Right now, though, let's cross to the Blues camp. Uh, I think, uh, live, if I'm correct, live from the Western Hotel where this lady has been lounging by the pool all day doing nothing. Mm. Michelle Bishop from SEN and Channel 7. Hello, Michelle. So I told you, she's not there. Yeah, exactly. She's been doing nothing. Michelle, are you there? Good afternoon, guys. Oh. You see, sorry, mate, did we interrupt a, a cocktail or something? Massage or was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, what are you getting done? Oh, yeah. I wish. Someone's living the life, it's certainly not me. <laughs> Get me in that room. Now, I heard earlier with Ben Davis that you went on the walk this morning with the Blues. Uh, how did that go? And I believe they were well-received walking through Brisbane this morning. Maybe that's why I'm a little hard of hearing, because I was, uh, you know, probably two players away from Jerome Luai and that boombox um, oh. belting out the tune of, uh, was it Burn Baby Burn? It was relentless. Uh, but yeah, look, so many um, people. I, I was really surprised. It was, they was, like, had a, a stack of like young kids with New South Wales jerseys on that had been camped outside the hotel for quite some time since about seven o'clock this morning. Follow them. It was it was quite lovely. Lots of cheering, and that's just something that we're not used to. It's quite foreign to all of us. We usually used to the beer, the, the booze, and the, the you know the abuse from the Queenslanders. So it was actually uh, very different and quite pleasant. Well, you know that um, Anastasia Palaszczuk pays Queensland residents to wear blues jerseys and make them feel very confident <laughs> and comfortable in, uh, in the streets of Brisbane. Now, Michelle, um, which player, when you, when you look at the New South Wales side and they're just relaxing, walking around, and which player is the most vocal? Which one's the team spruker, the one that never shuts up, the practical joker? Oh, look, that has to be a uh, toss-up between... Oh, it's the Penrith boys for sure because they're always having a joke. It'd be Critter, Steve Crichton. Even though he looks quiet, he's um, a little bit cheeky. Brian Toll. It's not that they're loud. They go about their business um, fairly privately, but they're always up to something and, and always, you know, lightening the mood. But I'll tell you something, with those Penrith boys, they just know when to switch on. And, and they're, I don't know, been around rugby league a long time and they don't take life as seriously as, as what I've seen most athletes, but they just know when the time's right, when the time's, you know, you turn on that game face, you're actually able to do it. And they do that at training as well. Now, uh, in relation to the Penrith Panthers players, and just had Robbie Farrell walking up. Now, hello, Robbie. How are you, champion? You good? Are you not going to tell him where to go like you have every other blue no, supporter? because he can fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, God, um, he's been telling you that. He can't fight. <laughs> uh, now, um, the Penrith Panthers players, a lot of them in the side, and, of course, the NRL Grand Final was at, at Suncorp Stadium last year, albeit 75% capacity. Playing in a big match of that nature at Suncorp Stadium, does that help them, do you think, just handle the occasion a lot better? 
Look, I just think the new age footballer can handle these occasions a, mm. a lot better. Um, I, I love the way Freddie simplified it yesterday, and I must say, I was sort of standing there and thought, hmm, I, I missed the, the response to his next question because I sort of had a bit of a think about what he was saying. But 13 on 13, and the the, um, the hostility uh, comes from the crowd, and they really they can't. This would be illegal for them to jump the fence. So what is there to fear? But it's more about the communication out there. It's more about just how loud it is in the middle, and all the players have talked about. Um, you know, it is a little bit intimidating because you can't hear. It's, it is deafening and communication is key um, and they've got, just got to find a way around that. Um, and oh, I just believe that these boys have done a lot of work in the lead up to this. You know, Freddie, we all call him Mad Freddie and Fun Freddie and Left Field Freddie, but he's done a lot of work on the breathing in the pool. Um, you know, he, he's, he's done work on mindfulness, all that sort of stuff. And I just think these boys are, are built for what they're about to embark on. And the other side of this is I love the fact that he got the, uh, the former players back from 94, the Benny Eliases, back into camp earlier on and, and discussed, uh, you know, what it was like for them and how they were able to achieve what they did. And I actually caught up with Benny Elias about two hours ago, had a bit of a coffee with him and we discussed that whole 94 scenario. What were they thinking what, what was different? What made them give them um, any idea that they'd be able to achieve what they did? Because we know it's only ever been done twice in history, in, rugby, in our origin history, and that is 94 and 2005. And Benny put it quite simply, is, is all the lead-up, the stuff that they did in the lead-up to it was self-belief. And, and I believe these boys, um, without any arrogance or ignorance, they do have self-belief. They're really confident. Hey, Michelle, just off origin for a second. We've got a minute and a bit to go here. Um, I see you broke some news this morning about Tim Sheens. Uh, you believe he's, yeah. has he signed a two-year deal with the West Tigers to coach? Look, I, my sources tell me, and I can tell you with a big smile on my face, that it wasn't a leak from the club. <laughs> this was exterior. Um, because we all know that it, you know, it's a sinking ship occasionally there at the Tigers. But um, no, he has, uh, late last night there was a meeting and he agreed to terms, I believe it's a two-year deal. Um, and I guess the idea is to, uh, you know, I, I really value Brett Kamali. I value what he's doing um, at the organisation, especially in and around those pathways. Not so much, you know, he hasn't had a lot of time to prove himself at NRL level, but he is very across everything that's going on in the pathway system there. Um, so it sort of seems to me like it's a bit of an OK fit there for him to be mentored, I guess, across that two-year period. Love the fact I'm hearing Robbie Farrah and Benji Marshall might be a part of all that, but I personally haven't spoken to Robbie or Benji, uh, so this is just off the cuff for me, but I, I can't see them giving up what they do outside of um, um, you know life uh, to become a full-time person on the coaching staff, mm-hmm. maybe one or, one or two days a week. But it's really important that they have those uh, ex-players, yeah. big players, um, passionate people about the club in and around the, the current players. All right, Michelle, we appreciate your time. We've got to run. You've been working your backside off uh, all Origin campaign. Thanks for your time on SEN here this afternoon. Go next door and ask Robbie Farrer. About Tigers? Yeah, mm. go and do it now and we'll, get a, uh, we'll come back and have a t- chat about it. Get back to me. You might have a 7 News exclusive tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. And we'll let him know you said he can't fight either. Thank you, Michelle Bishop, for joining Absolutely. us. See you guys. And go the Blues. Go the blues. There you go. There's a there's a, a guy wearing a garbage bag or a Cinderella. It's a dress. It's a dress. We're going to go to a break. This is SENQ six ninety three live from Gambaros. We're counting down to kickoff. The decider. Game three, Suncorp Stadium tonight. This is SENQ's State of Origin countdown on six ninety three SENQ. We've only got two minutes left here from Gambaro's on Caxton Street. Scotty Sattler, oh, I've had a ball. Why don't we go another three hours?
So why wouldn't you wouldn't want to be anywhere else? No, no, we would Those not want to be. Those stuck in studios at the moment. Oh, suck eggs. Yeah, Brixie. Thank you for pushing our buttons this afternoon. Five hours, eleven minutes, and forty-seven seconds until kickoff uh, tonight for the Decider State of Origin Three. Sats, last thoughts. Queensland nineteen, New South Wales eighteen. Daly Cherry Evans field goal in about the last two minutes. Wally Lewis medal. First try scorer, oh, okay. Selwyn Cobbo. Yep. Kalen Ponger, man of the match. Wally Lewis medal for player of the series from a losing side, James Tedesco. Really? Mm. Hang on, has he had a man of the match yet? He was really good in game one, outstanding in game two. He was. And he'll be good tonight again. Plays well at Suncorp? Yep. I had him as man of the match, I think, last year in game two. A 12 to 1, gamble responsibly. But uh, yeah, looking forward to it. It's going to be a great game. This place will be heaving yep. later on. And we're seeing a lot of people starting to fill up Caxton Street at the moment. Don't forget all the action tonight. The Queensland Buyers Call from 7 o'clock with Scotty Sattler and also Mark Braybrook. Myself and Jared Wallace, Sports Day Live from next to the Wally Lewis and a bunch of pigeons statue at Suncorp. We'll do that. And it's at all the action. Make sure you catch it. Uh, thanks to Jack, who's been helping us out here. Thanks to the team at Gambaro's. Great joint, this. Wonderful place to be. Enjoy your night. I hope your team gets up, whether that's the Maroons or the Blues. But preferably the Maroons. But go the Blues. Uh, have a great one. Uh, the boys, the run home with Joel Kane and Mark Bosnich is on Bosnich. the way next. We'll catch you later on. Thanks for listening. This is SCNQ 693 AM, live from Caxton Street. Have a good afternoon. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.